Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Right now. It is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We'll be looking for your... Ichiban. That's the big story. The story all the guys are talking about at the water cooler. If uh, the big story we were talking about at our water cooler here today is, when did we get a water cooler? Whatever happened to the bottles? But that is the big story, what everybody's talking about. You could be the one who, like, I know what everyone's talking about. You just pick up the phone, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Then your friends and coworkers can say, I heard you on the radio. Uh, a little later on today, we're going to have a search, search, hurry up, and search question. What are we giving away today, Fez? We are giving away a signed DVD, the movie Son-in-Law, signed by the weasel himself, Polly Shore. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Son-in-Law. That's the, uh, the movie that made everybody think, oh, I don't think we like you, Polly Shore. That was the one that hurt him, if you listen to The Unmasked. Uh, and he couldn't figure it out because it was exactly the same as all his other movies. That's what happened when a fad uh, passes away. So, historic uh, film, Son-in-Law, and what happens there is there's a normal community, and Polly Shore is quite different and somewhat effeminate. Son-in-Law, signed uh, by Polly Shore. We're giving away with a search, search, hurry up, and search question. A little later on in the show today, um, huge prize. Very nice price. Signed. So if you have that cousin who's like, I really like Polly Shore. You give her this thing, it's signed, and say, now shut up. I got it for free, and this is a perfect gift for you. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over to Justin. Justin. What do you got for me, buddy? What's up, my buddies? Yeah, uh, George Steinbrenner has died this morning. Uh... Uh, Fezzy, can I get the DVD and, or the CD? And uh, can you bring the money back, please, Ronnie? Well, first of all, I need somebody to bring me back my money, please. Somebody bring me back some money, please. Hey. All right, come on. You sound like Mel Gibson, Jay-Z. Everything was going great. I love the bring me back my money. And then you got to drop into that. Eight, see, that's how he's an Ichiban is done. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. George Steinbrenner uh, passed away, perhaps the most uh, hated of all uh, sports owners, at least in his day. And then in, a, in five different boroughs, somewhat beloved at different times. Uh, when they won, uh, beloved. Now, I had a George Steinbrenner experience many, many years ago. Uh, WWE, they were the WWF then, uh, set us up. Uh, when I was doing the Ron and Ron show with these uh, front row seats, and uh, I find myself sitting next to Mr. George Steinbrenner. And this was before they broke kayfabe when, you know, you weren't even allowed to say, hey, is this planned or is this faked without somebody getting really angry with you? And the entire time we were sitting there, Steinbrenner had the sheet of winners and losers. And the guy was just laughing up a storm, just having the time of his life, was really fun to hang out with. Um, really good guy and he had like these two personalities one was his new york personality where he was all business and i must win i must win and then he had this really laid back uh tampa 
personality with I must party, I must party. He always hung out in the same uh, little restaurant down there, Fez. He couldn't think of it. A little Italian place on Dale Mabry. But he used to sit in there with his friends and just hold court. Uh, and this, of course, comes up just two days after Bob Shepard passes away. And Bob Shepard was the voice of God. And uh, he basically uh, did the announcing at the stadium for Yankee games. Um, and it was really fun this week to see all the New York sports guy try to be very poetic about it. The voice of God will be calling out uh, DiMaggio and Mantle one more time, only now it's in heaven. All right, so suddenly you've been waiting all these years of goofy fucking sports coats to, you know, suddenly now uh, you're going to settle a city through your words. Fucking, there's nothing nuttier in the uh, in the entire world uh, than local sports guys. James, Kentucky, you're in Montefez. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, more importantly, the uh, Opie and Anthony show broke the George Steinbrenner show, uh, the death report. And Mel Gibson well, well, is for, for, a god. Yeah, before we get uh, any further than that, I expecting. I expect nothing short of ONA and their action news team to break news stories. They're always ready with like an action news, uh, breaking news that's coming in right now. I'll re I remember a story that they broke, um, and it was, I believe, September 11th, 2001, when Ant said to Opie, that plane looks a little close. That's how... Uh, many stories these guys have broke over the years with their action news squad. Uh, eight six six Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Always looking for the. <laughs> now Fezzy and I, we love to be the second show that breaks news, and I've got some Civil War stuff that's going to fucking blow you away, folks. Apparently, I have inside sources telling me the troops are gathering at Gettysburg. Oh, no. Yeah. And I always like to go out on a limb with this. I'm going with the dog. The South's going to kick the shit out of Gettysburg. Well, as long as Atlanta's safe. Well, that's pretty far away from Atlanta, Fez. Gettysburg. Gettysburg's in Pennsylvania. Uh, and when you go there, there's little hotels that say there was a war really close to here. And then you go over, and there's just fields where your imagination is supposed to work. And this... Music's nice right there. I guess they would ha always have a fiddler. I think if I was in one of those old armies, I'd go, uh, all right, the flute is nice, but I'd really like a gun. Well, you keep our spirits up. I know that. But suppose somebody's coming after me and I got a fucking flute in my hand. There's a flag. And why put us out in front if we don't have the guns? Good point. Uh, again, Fuzzy, they say morale. Uh-huh. I don't see it that way. Not for the flute players. No, not at all. Now, in a drum corps, yeah. Put the flag out front. It looks nice, and everybody knows that you're a Madison Scout. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. We're looking for the... Ichiban. Ichiban. Well, I have a Gulf Coast Ichiban for you, sir. I need that. Uh, well, today may be the day that it's all done. We may be able to stop talking about the oil leak in the Gulf. 
It would be a tremendous benefit to us, and yet none of us believe it at this point. This is how cynical we all are. Hicks, any way they pull this off, you're a gambling man. Uh, no, it's something we'll fuck up. And plus, there's another hole that's still leaking that they yeah. have to cap, too. So this is a... Insane. Now, I also have this fun thing of people have been sending me um, these links from a British newspaper, I believe, uh, showing how this could lead to the extinction of all life, that there was some methane bubble that popped back in the dinosaur age or some shit like that. I don't know how many times life has been destroyed on this planet, but it's been quite a few times. According to this English thing, every couple of million years, something happens to the Earth, all life is extinguished, and then it restarts. Just restarts. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but they claim it to be true. That's scary as shit. I thought it was a fucking asteroid that killed all the dinosaurs. That happened one of the times. Another time we were too close to some kind of a dark star cloud. I, I, you know, first of all, the English newspapers are just out to freak you. Second of all, oh, they couldn't take God further out of the mix, could they? I don't know if I want to live in a world with no God. I would like to think, I, don't, I certainly don't want to be Mel Gibson crazy, but I'd like to think there was a little bit of purpose to just life. Not even my life. Just any life at all. Existence itself had a purpose. Is that too much to ask for you fucking English guys? They don't care. They just care about soccer wives and atheism. I didn't know that they uh, really liked the soccer wives that big. It's over there. Yeah, New York, the Dale, the Sun or whatever is constantly titties off these soccer wives and girlfriends. It's you know, crazy. Those soccer wives, I believe, were like the original uh, housewives of New Jersey, <laughs> you know, where you just start following the wives around. And uh, a couple of times people say to me, you don't watch these housewives. They're crazy. And all I'm seeing them do, uh, I turn it on, I see them get their hair done, their nails done, and then they scream at somebody. Well, apparently someone's got their extensions ripped out last night, according to New York Post. I didn't know that. Yeah, cops uh, were called. Now, was this a Jersey, a New York, I believe it was Atlanta? Jersey. I believe it was Jersey. Yeah, Jersey are, I think, the fucking Beatles of these bad housewives. They can't be beat. And yet none of them have the time to get up in the morning and make some French toast. Like I got their nails done. I guess fucking nails are very important over there in New Jersey. They're constantly fighting other women. Well, you know, they fucking, they, they have this little territory for themselves. They have to keep it all times. Uh, Jeremy, you're on Ronnie Fez. Ronnie. Yes, sir. Got a radio psychic here for you. Um, the oil spill is cleaned up. The return of Fezzy McCool is upon us. It would be interesting to see that. Now, I will give away a little spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Fezzy, you're eating Xanax today? Yeah, it is Xanax this morning. Uh, make you feel better? Um, no, not really. It's uh, either it hasn't kicked in yet, mm -hmm. or it's just uh, it's. I have some sort of defense shield that won't let it get into my system. Uh, Fez and I had a long heart-to-heart uh, -heart, uh, last night. And uh, I think confusion is the thing that's driving you. Oh, that's a, that's a, I don't think it's an emotion, but it's a major factor. Mm. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. He could not remember Pepper Hicks's real name last night. I, oh, no. Yeah. It's not hard to remember. And that's when I told him it's Dante Culpepper, so make sure you refer, refer to him that way on the air. And I knew it sounded familiar. Mm. How long was this heart-to-heart? 
Oh, it went on for, in my head, days. For oh. his, it might have been 15 minutes. Um, Brendan, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hi, Ron. Hi, Fez. Um, Ron, I just want to know if you're a creationist or if you um, accepted the beauty of uh, evolution into your life. No, I, I, I you know, and quite frankly, I never think that they have to be separate, but that's because I don't have, you know, a book uh, driving me. Um, I, I just think uh, that there's got to be some kind of weirdness. There's some kind of weirdness that maybe at the end of it makes some sense. Now, that doesn't have to be a guy in a long beard to me, you know. Uh, but we are here. And it feels somewhat invited to me. It feels like, uh, you know, even if it's an accident, there's some real purity to that. But there's got to be a little more poetry to life than just pure science. And actually, when you read a lot of science, uh, it does start to come across a little poetic. Um, but who knows? I, I, I would actually, when I say who knows, that's fucking redundant. No one knows. Nobody knows. Mel Gibson has an idea. And it doesn't seem to have brought him any peace at all. Do you have the Mel Gibson uh, remix, uh, Hicks? Uh, yeah. Because this could uh, replace uh, the Jay-Z for me. Um, it's an amazing thing what they can do with remixes now. Let's take a listen to uh, Mel Gibson's uh, chart-climbing hit. If you were out in the club rolling, you wouldn't love that fucking song? Be fucking rolling face on that fucking shit. Uh, out of all the Mel Gibson audio, here's the one that uh, uh, jumped out on me, and I don't know whether we have it, but um, okay, I see it on the list over here as uh, six, um, and I want you to pay attention to the Rose Garden part of it. You almost killed us. Did you forget? You were hitting a woman with a child in her hands. You, what kind of man is that? Hitting a woman when she's holding a child in her hand, breaking her teeth twice in the face. What kind of man is that? Mm, oh, you're all angry now. You're gonna get you know to. What? You know what? Fucking you're gonna answer one day, boy. You're gonna answer. Huh? Bear. What? What? Nothing. Me? Nothing. I'm not the one to threaten. I'm threatening. I'll put you in a fucking rose garden, you cunt. You understand that? Because I'm capable of it. You understand that? 
get a fucking restraining order. For what? What are you going to get a restraining order for? For me being drunk and disorderly? For hitting you? For what? Now, uh, you pay attention. He says he's going to put her in the Rose Garden Fez. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard that, a little light bulb uh, goes off in my head. Because I happen to have a movie that I like quite a bit. Starring the great Bill Paxton. Called Frailty. Uh, have you ever seen this film, Fez? No, I've never seen this. Uh, Bill Paxton was a religious man. God came to him and had him kill demons. And the demons were just regular people. And he would kill them with uh, regular kind of garden instruments. And he saw them as demons. And, you know, his sons were fucking weirded out by this. Because, you know, they're just fucking taping up regular people, killing them. Every time he killed one of these people, planted them in the rose garden. It's the only other time I've ever heard that expression used. You know, you fucking hear gangsters. You never hear a gangster say, I'll put you in the Rose Garden. Mel Gibson is so deep into uh, the madness of religion that he's seeing demons. And obviously, in this one case, he's 100% right. Uh, she's a Russian demon uh, that he can't fucking control even slightly. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I beg your pardon. I'll put your fucking ass in the Rose Garden, you cunt. You understand what that means? Uh, Mike, Virginia. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Good. Uh, I have an Ichiban for you. I like to hear Ichibans. All latest polls say an American's losing faith in Obama. Uh, I don't know why they would just be losing. Uh, we're not only losing faith. Uh, and Obama. We're losing faith in everything. Just like when we hear, uh, oh, they're going to cap the well, we all go like this. No, you're not. Just stop it. We're just going to live, we're going to swim in oil for the rest of our lives. That's where this goes. Of course, we have no faith. There's none left. Basically, we're a bunch of fucking rubes walking around the carnival with empty pockets. You don't leave the carnival because there's still. Bright lights and bad music, but you're fucking broke. And it's become a lot less fun. Why would we have faith? Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, and we're here on what I'm not now calling a weekday. Uh, downed out Fez Watley, but you're, you're staying awake today. Yes, absolutely. Staying awake... But just kind of dealing with the uh, with the downs. Yeah, yeah. It was, I just felt like I needed to. I've been in such a pitch, and I woke up in a pitch, and I figured I would take one. Taking a pitch, not a bad idea. Uh, by the way, uh, of course, we had the big uh, home run derby last night. One of the funner nights of the year is watching guys exhaust themselves hitting home runs. So I text uh, at the beginning it to uh, Eastside Dave, the news guy, uh, for the night. I'm friends with all different kinds of uh, radio, uh, mostly now NPR, uh, NPR radio. They've dropped national pub public radio. They think it sounded too much like the 1930s. Uh, so right off the bat, he picks uh, Holiday. I write back, okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Fifteen min minutes later, I'm getting texts that say, shit a day. Cock a day. <laughs> Just totally fucking furious. Uh, Higgs, did you get up and listen to him this morning? I tried to catch the last uh, hour, but uh, I was cutting up audio. I couldn't. Bringing on the news, was he? 
I believe so, yes. Was it the news you can use? Yeah, I could have used that. Some of that. Some yeah, local book downloads. One thing about Dave, um, when he worked with us, too, if you would see him in the hall, he would always give you the news. Quick updates. I don't know how he didn't break the uh, Steinbrenner story. I don't know why the ONA Action News team beat him to that. I'll tell you this. Uh, he's going to be fucking screaming in that news office today. Uh, Joe and PA, you're a manifest. Hey, buddies. Uh, David Ortiz takes the home run derby yesterday. Be Tanley Ramirez. Yeah, I did. Want, uh, what did you think of the whole thing last night? I loved it. I mean, I thought you know, I wasn't. I, I didn't really see too many home runs. You know, not as much as you see Abreu. What did he hit? Like 23 one year in the first yeah. round, but. But, uh, you know, so it wasn't as many as this year, but it was still good, whatever, you know. It also looked like it didn't sell out the stadium this year. Yeah, you know, you had the seats out in the left field and right field, but, you know, the top level, they were still going for like 350 a pop, though. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. There is something about this, uh, Fez, and maybe because we have too much to choose from, but it seems like we like things less and less. Uh, we got into the World Cup this year because you don't always have to deal with the World Cup. It's a new, fresh, fun thing. And there's, uh, and I'm going to pull you into this, Fez, one mm -hmm. way or the other. Um, there's a new uh, study out, uh, an alarming study for television, that in the middle of this whole Jay Leno or Coco or Letterman and Jimmy Kimmel saying stuff, that the entire late-night audience is disappearing. It's just going away, and mainly in the last three months. Uh, so they blame it on the usual uh, you know, culprits there, DVRs, uh, the intranets, uh, expanded cable stations. But the fact of the matter is we don't have those mass places to show up anymore. And one of the cool things about, let's say, the World Cup is in that game around the world – 800 million people were watching the same game, and at some point, everybody either yelled yay or shit during one goal. And you don't get to do things on uh, with the masses anymore. It used to be, you know, like back in the 60s, um, you would have like Ed Sullivan's show, the Beatles would come there, and literally every human being in the country would watch. And when Johnny Carson did his Tonight Show... You're either going to watch Johnny Carson, a really old movie, or a test pattern. So everybody watched Johnny Carson. And they enjoyed it. And now you have, I don't know, I guess two, 250, 300 different channels to watch at sure. 11.30. So you don't necessarily watch Jay Leno or Dave or whatever. And yet, I find myself late at night thinking I want to put something on before I go to sleep. Never happy. It's almost like the mo more choices you get in this life, the less happy you are. And the television now, they had to stop putting out a TV guide because it started looking like a fucking menu in a Greek diner. It's just gigantic. And by the way, Greek diners, nobody wants to order your fucking lobster. We don't trust you for that. Just bring me an omelet. Uh, you can't go that deep. And I don't know what it is. I have every fucking TV channel there is. Um wonder if the late night shows are going to end up like soap operas. The soap operas, they've been on for 50, 60 years, it seems like, and they're all going away. Maybe a network will decide, I'll try to beat the DVR at its own game. 
I'll just rerun my prime time at 11.30. Not even pay the money for a late night show. Just throw on what... Uh, satellite that, radio, that shit, then. Mm-hmm. You're saying satellite it. Yeah, exactly. Satellite of love. Um, well, the, you know, that's actually probably not the cra- craziest idea that you've ever had. So you just... I mean, first of all, the office is running full-time anyway. Mm-hmm. The office is on television, but then you can always catch it somewhere uh, at a certain point of the day. But also, I don't know if you need another show with a desk and a band. And I I, I would hope that Conan O'Brien would uh, wake up uh, to this fact, that you're not going to go in there with a desk and a band and trying to get one of the stars on Twilight that are on all the other fucking shows and think that there's a reason uh, to watch you. Although, I was watching Letterman last night, and Nick Cage was on, but he was like cool, crazy Nick Cage. It was the Nick Cage that I miss. He was talking about eating mushrooms with his cat, and he was just fucking hysterical. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. About 20-some years ago, I used to watch fucking Letterman every night of the week. I used to laugh my ass off. But now uh, those shows are everywhere. Everybody's doing the exact same thing. Um, Matt, you're a manifest. Yeah, uh, Ronnie, I love you, but you can't be doing stuff based on a new study because that's Fez's bit, and now he's going to have absolutely nothing to talk about if you start doing that. I grabbed the new study stuff today because Fez is annexed up. Oh, all right, all right. So he's out of the picture anyway. Yeah. And I'm going to do something today, Fezzy. I'm going to take a little weight off your shoulders. Okay. When it comes to new studies, I'll read it. Okay, thank you. Um... Are you sure? Let me know if I'm stepping on toes. No, you're not stepping on my toes. It feels like I'm stepping on toes. No, my toes are fine. You got a new study? If you have one, uh, this one's yours. Um, Martin Lawrence got married the other day to and uh, to his longtime girlfriend, uh, Shamika Gibbs, which. I honestly think is Martin Lawrence in a fucking wig because it seems like a Martin Lawrence character. Uh, he was there. Uh, Eddie Murphy showed up for him. A couple of uh, his old buddies. But um, it's very weird when you think back. Who could have been bigger than Martin Lawrence about 10, 12 years ago? The guy was on top of the world. Now you don't hear the name Martin Lawrence. You know, he kind of had an Adam Sandler career going where I could do a movie or two every year, uh, put on a fat suit, a crazy wig, uh, have cops chase me. Everybody loved Martin Lawrence. And you always wonder, what the fuck happened there? What turned the switch on Martin Lawrence? Hicks, is there anybody that used to be huge that you don't see anymore and you have no idea why they vanished? Uh, Chris Tucker is another one in that same uh, place. That where Fridays. Friday. And the Rush Hours were huge fucking movies. Rush Hour, be- it eventually became that he didn't want to do anything that didn't have Jackie Chan next to him. That uh, you wouldn't see him do any movies. Then they would give him $25 million to sit next to Jackie Chan. He'd take a couple more years off, and he's like, we just said, we're coming back with another Rush Hour. It's going to blow up. And then it did. People would show up to it. Yeah, it was like three of them, and yeah, he was literally making $20 million a film, and then he just disappeared. Like, Tom Cruise didn't disappear. He's making $20 million a film, and if any of those guys making that much money, they don't disappear. Yeah, but at a certain point, you know, and like with Mel Gibson whining about his career being gone, why do you still need a career? 
You made hundreds of millions of dollars. Once you have that fuck you money, why don't you just say fuck you? Why are you still looking for other bad movies to do? Because people aren't going to sit around years from now going like this. Um, you know what my favorite Martin Lawrence movie was of all time? No one has one. And yet he was gigantic. Dennis Franz went away. He left that show, NYPD Blue, was huge on it. You would have thought he would have gotten at least another series or became some sort of Joe Pesci, James Gandolfini mixed character actor in the movies. We talked about this not too long ago. It's always funny when I see if Fez has something I didn't know. He has a little Dennis Franz thing. You have a Dennis, you're very curious about Dennis Franz. Uh, Dennis Franz, Lindsay Lohan, and Michael Vick are mm -hmm. always on your radar. Yeah, I mean, even David Caruso got another TV show. But so far, Dennis Franz hasn't won it one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's I... not like he he made an attempt to come back and it didn't work out for him. Uh -huh. Dennis Franz actually said, uh, oh, I feel like I did it. And if something good comes along, I'll, I'll do something else. I think he went back to Chicago. Dennis Franz in Chicago. Um, but did you used to watch that show? Um, I tried to watch it when it first came on. I think Dennis Franz was the uh, was one of the originals on there. You have a Dennis Franz thing. I don't know why. I don't know why you love him so much. But that is one of the things in life that will spark your curiosity. Where's Dennis Franz? I think it's a huge mystery. Uh, Matt, what can I do for you, buddy? Whatever happened to Dave Chappelle? He was always everywhere. Chappelle was in the news the other day. He was on a private jet. And they acted like he went crazy on it, that he kept going up into the cockpit and said, When are we going to land, man? And he was screaming shit out, and he grabbed the uh, uh, fucking pilot's arm. So basically, his people said he's not crazy. He just had to take his shit, and he wasn't about to shit on a private jet. Uh, I don't know. I saw him in a fucking movie on a jet pouring lighter fluid on a motherfucker and throwing a match on him. So, I, no, wait, maybe, no, that was Chappelle. Sometimes I get my black comics confused. Call me racist. Racist. Maybe, there it was. There it was. Um, let's go over here to Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what happened to uh, Rick Moranis? It's been like 15 years since he made a movie. Rick Moranis' story runs a little sadder. Uh, I, I think his wife died. And then he goes like this. Why the fuck do I want to make any movies? Or fu What's funny? He just had no more time for anything. And you never hear a bad thing in the whole world about Rick Moranis. You'll never hear anybody say, you know who I hate? Rick Moranis. But for some reason, he was just like, I've had it with that shit. I don't fucking need it at all. Um, Scrambler, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie, uh, don't you remember a couple of years ago, uh, Martin Lawrence, didn't he die and come back to life? Like he had a Nikki Six thing, and then I think uh, that's the last time I ever heard about him. Uh, here's what, um, here is what happens uh, with Martin Lawrence. He was jogging with some kind of a fucking, you know, fat suit on, trying to lose weight in California on a humid day, and it all got to him. And, like, the fucking funny thing is, has anyone ever thought Martin Lawrence ever needed to lose a pound? I think he was jogging through traffic with, in a fat suit with a gun, yelling shit out of people. He was so much fun. 
He was a blast. And that's why I hope that him and Shemika will just have the happiest life ever. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dave, Wyoming, you're on my Fez. Yeah, I just wanted to remind Fezzy, uh, you know, never fear. Dennis Franz is still uh, doing cheap, crappy commercials. And he also did, uh, well, he did the Snatch movie uh, years ago. And then he was the uh, detective in the paparazzi movie, the anti-paparazzi movie just a couple years ago. Uh, I'm not seeing anything on his IMDb since uh, NYPD Blue. Did, did you see the, the paparazzi movie with uh, Sizemore and uh, the one, the older Baldwin guy? Movie about the uh, the paparazzis and he they, they chase him down, like make his wife crash a car or something, so he goes after him. He's the detective in that. Uh, I'm not um, I'm not seeing it at all on the IMDb. You may be thinking yeah. of Hans and Franz. <laughs> no, Last movie he did was Franz. City of Angels, and that was 98 now. No, no, no. Look up uh, IMDb. The, I'm the, fucking the, IMDb the, right now. I'm yeah. right there as I speak to you. Um, Chris, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Whatever happened to Mike Myers? That's a name you don't hear too much anymore. Mike Myers uh, was speeding along. Having the time of his life, everything was going great. Then he got a divorce and put out Love Guru uh, at the same time. I personally haven't seen Love Guru, even yet. And because people were screaming at me, don't see Love Guru. Whatever you don't do, uh, if anything happens, don't ever look at Love Guru. I'm not even kidding. I have a fucking DVD of Love Guru in the plastic at my house. I occasionally look at it like, am I in the mood to sit there and see this? And I go, no, I'm not going to do it. I'll do it. You should. I but again, uh, you know, he has tremendous amounts of money. And those Shrek films made him fucking ridiculous amounts of money. So he says, um, you know, when I get to do something good, I'll do it. There were also gay rumors around about him too. When after uh, he got divorced, what's that? There were gay rumors about him too. When after he got divorced, well, that's the worst thing you can say about a man. I so know. until it's proven, I'm not going to believe it. I don't want to think of him taking a Xanax, hating himself. Uh, Rob, you're on fuzz. Hey guys, yeah, I don't know if you would call this actor huge, but uh, Jason Biggs was, uh, you know, the star of the uh, American Pie movies. Thought he was going to be the next go-to, like slapstick type of. Uh, Fall guy in comedy. Here, here's he what happened to Jason Biggs. He was doing okay. Things were happening for him. I mean, he was doing great, but in terms of movie stars, just okay. Then that Transformers kid came in. Shia LaBeouf. And was a younger, a little more adventurous, getting bigger hits. And now suddenly, Jason Biggs looks like Shia LaBeouf's grandfather. You should have tried to have been Shia LaBeouf. Um... Here's uh, Redfoot in Detroit, Aaron Renfez. Great show, buddy. Yeah. James Woods, whatever happened to him? And Mike Myers was in in, in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had that really strange little part in Inglorious Bastards uh, where he played a Scotsman. I don't know what the fuck is with him and Scotsman, but uh, he loves those pricks. Uh, James Woods, we are all going to wait until the day James Woods dies. And then we're all going to say, you know who was great? James Woods. James Woods is the man. He was the fucking shit. And yet, I don't know if the guy's ever been in a movie that made more than 30 bucks.
If he is, I apologize to him. And there is not a time that I won't turn on TV. I'll see a James Woods movie, and I'll yell out, fuck yeah, James Woods. I'll sit there and watch it. It could be the worst fucking piece of shit ever, but he's acting like James Woods the whole time. I saw some really weird James Woods movie on HBO Middle of Night once where he was like a cokehead and was written by Ben Stiller. and Not Ben Stiller, Ben Stein. He wrote some movie about James Woods being a cokehead and and be a screenwriter. It was great. I have no idea what it was, though. I don't even know if I've ever even heard of this. I was like, Ben Stein? What the fuck? Uh, Ryan, you're a manifest. Yeah, hey, buddies. How's it going? Messy side, Dave. Uh, I was going to say Dan Aykroyd. We haven't heard from that guy in years. I was just checking out his IMDb, and it looks like there's a film for Ghostbusters 3 rumored to be out 2012. Yeah, but the, but the thing is that those guys would only play small parts and then uh, hold it over. They would almost like be cameos. Here's what happened to Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Belushi died. Belushi doesn't die... He's making his 40th fucking movie with Belushi. They're having a great time. Everything working out. Belushi died, and he's like, now who am I supposed to do fucking movies with? Crystal Head Vodka. Jason Biggs. Yeah, he's a great businessman. He's got those uh, nightclub chains. He's got his vodka. He's doing great. He's just not, you know, Belushi and Ackroyd anymore. This is what, like, what would happen to me if my partner turned retarded on me. Imagine. Yeah, it's more like gone insane, I think. No, it's not, Fuzzy. You're fine. You're not insane. Look at me. You're not insane. Thank you. You want to see someone insane? Uh-huh. Look in the mirror. That fucking lunatic's crazy. That's me. And you got to get rid of him. You think you're insane? I think I'm pretty close. Oh, I think you're fine. You're just wearing a bad shirt. I really? think you start getting back into solid colors and you're going to feel great about yourself. Yeah, get away from patterns, man. By the way, Hicks is fucking looking insane because he's wearing a Mexican fucking rag around his head every day. Yeah, I'm wearing a bandana now. What's the big deal? Because it looks like you're picking grapes. So? What is that about? I don't know. It keeps his hair out. Everyone wears a do-rag. I figure I just wear a straight-up bandana and a straight line across my head. Why don't you get a nice barrette for yourself? I'm a man of the people. They still make those? I think they still make barrettes. Uh, Lee, Virginia, you're on Fez. Hey, speaking of barrettes, whatever happened to Brett Butler? She had her own network TV show, and then that went away. Haven't heard a word about her since. Yeah, she was absolutely gigantic. Gigantic uh, stand-up star. Gigantic sitcom that I've never seen on reruns. Never. I never saw it on the first run either. Um, and then She I... would make a great Unmasked. She really would. I'd love to know what's behind her. Because I know she has some kind of crazy, you know, used to be some party in broad. Yeah, I heard huge drinking problem. Well, you know, one person's drinking problem is the other person's alcoholism. So, okay. who's to say? Let's not go uh, fucking putting anyone down. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Pat, you're on the Run Fez show. How about uh, Mr. Mom, Michael Keaton? Always a mistake to put on the bat suit. Anyone who ever wears the bat suit looks like an idiot after that. Well, in an interview, he says he's dying to do a Beetlejuice too. So am I. I'll be there. Can't wait. Count me in, motherfucker. He was just a voice in the new Toy Story 3. But you can't count that because you're not seeing Michael Keaton. Um, in Beetlejuice, Fuzzy, 
when you played the guy who was the decorator, it was one of my favorite roles by you. Ortho. Yeah, that was not me. That was just someone, I think, who looked like me. That guy in the mirror? Why'd you steal him. the book? Kill him. Kill the guy in the mirror, Fez. You gotta stop him. I like to see Fezzy. I bet when Fez touches the mirror, it all seems like liquid to him. Or he's just pushing his finger right through it. Like the Matrix? or No, I saw that. Oh, yeah, it was in the Matrix. And that was in the Nick Cage uh, trailer that he showed last night. <laughs> Sorcerer's Apprentice. I don't know why they made a live-action movie out of that. Well, because look how big Pirates of the Caribbean got. Oh, yeah, magic. Whoever thought you could have made something, a fucking trilogy out of a ride. Not even one of the better rides at Disney World. The only reason that anyone ever went on that fucking uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride is because it was air-conditioned. You would get in there and like, fuck, really? I hope this ride goes on forever. Really love air conditioning. Um, let's go over to uh, Sean, your manifest. Hey, boys. Uh, what about Helen Hunt? She likes to go to hell and hunt. Uh, Helen Hunt made a gigantic... She won the Academy Award, and then she made this gigantic mistake, Fezzi, that uh, so many actresses make. What was that? Turning 40. I don't know why she did it. Uh, it was fucking just a bizarre thing to do. Uh, Pat, you're on the Run Fest show. James Woods, IQ, 182. Look it up. All right, well, Fez is 33, so what the fuck do I care? I'll fucking, <laughs> I'll put Fez head-to-head -head in Three's Company trivia against James Woods every day. Uh, I did hear that about James Woods, that he's a genius. I believe he was at MIT. And he quit when, like, all these guys are like, uh, three quit credits to go, and I quit. All right, I had 110 credits to go, and I fucking dropped out. So what? Same thing, really. How many credits you need to graduate from college? Like 120 or something? Uh, that's a guess, though. I can't remember. Is it a guesstimate? Yeah, okay. This is Eastside Dave McDonald with the news. Is it funny news that he's doing? Is he doing wacky news? Uh, he was doing a little uh, Paul the Octopus I heard yesterday. Was it fun, though? It was a little fun, sure. Yeah. But then they they came back with a, a bomb scare story. So, And Dave was handling that? You know, there yeah. was a major fire yesterday in New York City right next to Rockstar. Oh, shit. They had to evacuate Rockstar. That's scary. And... Um, that's the only audio tapes uh, remaining of Ron Bennington and Red Dead Redemption, or whatever the hell it's called. I'm going to shoot you in the head, son of a bitch. Every fucking time, I just try to get gruffer, no matter what I do. Hey, what are you up to here? Well, in, the, in uh, those days, people were very gruff. I guess, but do I have to do it no matter what I'm, what fucking character I'm playing? I'm just gruff, and I'm fucking, you know, I'm starting to be typecast as a... A gruff uh, video game guy. Hey, you were a gruff firefighter in... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put out this fire, goddammit. I'm just gruff. I must think that growling is acting. It is, though. Maybe I can play the father of the wolf pack in the Twilight series. Especially they have a video game. To have a wolf turn into a boy and then take a shit in the middle of a field. That's fucking movies now? I don't think so. They line up for it. Uh, Chase in Chicago. You're on my face. Hey, guys. I was wondering whatever happened to uh, Norm MacDonald. He's right here. Uh, Norm MacDonald, 
a brilliant uh, comic, but it seems to be one of those guys who will make jokes about the bosses. That guy over there sucks dick, and you're like, well, he runs the studio, Norm. He runs the studio. Hi, I'm Norm McDonald. How's everybody doing? Sounds like a cowboy. I got to start stop being so gruff. My next role is going to be effeminate. Kick it in for you, Fuzz? Um, not yet. Seeing you move around a lot. Oh. A lot of moving. Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm just fidgety. I'm sorry. I mean, how much did you take? I took a half a stick. Well, All right. for you, right? Half a stick? Yeah, I usually take a quarter. All right, look who's doubling down. And the quarter's oh, yeah. not working, so I took a half. Double dosing. That's my old thing. Double D's, motherfucker. Don't give me one, give me two. Delicious. I'm starving. I'm fucking hungry as shit. Let's sit down and eat. What do we got? Xanax? Help yourself. Fucking Xanax buffet. How many you got at the house? Um, I think I have two left because I have like an appointment coming up. Yeah, you better go get some more. Yeah. Get 50. Tell me you need 50. Tell them that you're taking a fucking round the world cruise. You should leave them in the office at your desk. Just you so should. you don't have to, you know, worry about it at home. That office is a filthy mess, huh? Oh, it's just a disaster. I'm going to go up there. Why don't you do one of the, your Fez cleanups? I always said this. Um, well, I was up there, and I saw the whatever girls, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going, did you see Fez's office? And I go, no, I don't know where it is. And they go, well, it's your office, too. I go, oh. And they go, we went by there? She says, if that's what his office looks like, I can't rem- imagine what his house looks like. Oh, no. So you're getting that reputation, Fez. Yeah, I've tried to clean up. Uh, Chris Stanley has so much stuff that I don't know what I can throw out and what I can't. I have a lot of paperwork I do. Stuff or old sandwiches? Uh, Ken, Texas, you're my Fez. He calls those projects. Once, twice, we lost you, Ken. Here's Dave in Chicago. Davey. What's up? Uh, what happened to, I'm going to make a movie every year, Jim Carrey. He kind of fell off the face of the earth. Uh, he made a gigantic career mistake. He played gay, and they will not release the movie. There was a little clip online of Jim Carrey just fucking ramming some guy from behind. Very fucking weird movie. I think it's called I Love You, Philip Morris. I only saw the first part of the clip because uh, I had it on my computer screen, and then the second part, my computer screen was filled with puke. How'd that happen? Uh, eight six six. Why did you cringe after that? Because I know how it <laughs> happened, and it was a stupid thing to say. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, Tom, you're on the run of fez show. Tulsa Morning Zoo gives out cash and more. Uh, thank you. What's happening, buddy? Yeah, Ron. I just want to let you know you're not only gruff, you're gruff but lovable. That is the character that I go to. That you, th- you know, when I'm in video games. That you're like, this guy's too gruff. But then you find out what that gruff is doing. It's protecting a tender heart of gold. Unfortunately, I normally get killed in the game before that happens. The gruff guy always becomes lovable. Why not just start out lovable? Well, Hitler never became uh, lovable, and he was gruff. Although, that he had a dog they said he was nice to. And you know what the dog's name was? No, what? Gruff. He loved that dog. 
Every day he would, you know, did the dog get a bath? Did you take the dog for a walk? Did you feed the dog some juice? He loved that dog. Um, where did you, boy? Huh? Where did you at? Where did you at? You gonna bite you? You gonna bite you? Everybody talks to their dog that way. What are you doing over here? These your ears? Uh, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Fez Watley giving out an extremely cool prize today. This is a DVD copy of the movie Son in Law, starring Polly Shore and signed by Polly Shore. Now you picked this crazy prize, Fez, and then you also you never put together a question for it. But I did not have a question. No. Where did you think that was gonna just float down? Yeah, I guess. I don't know where I thought that was going to come from. What did I tell you about staying in communication with people? To do it. So you just thought, uh, I have this, and then I get the message. What's the question? Yeah, that. I picked out a prize, and I didn't think to pick get a question together. Is it the Xanax? D- dumb or, idea. Is it the Xanax? No. Pre-Xanax? I, I think I that would have happened with or without Xanax. I haven't seen you this nervous and this down in a long, long time. It's a it's a really dark time. Like the Dark Ages? I guess so. I don't know how dark it actually was then. Is it dragons? No, it's not dragons. It's, it's me, dragon, that's for sure. I don't know what you mean. Like uh, dragging my ass around. Oh, I thought you were fidgety and anxious. Well, it's... I think it's a little of both. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Here's uh, George in Chicago. You're on my Fez. Yeah. That's what happened to James Conn, right? Well, James Conn is 80. So I don't know how much more you want him to do. I guess we don't have a retirement age for actors. Hell no. Fucking Eastwood's still fucking rocking it hard. Eastwood's at his peak as far as directing goes. They're talking about Betty White doing the uh, a remake of Oh God, the George Burns movie. That's actually not a bad idea. She is our new George Burns. But wouldn't you be nervous if you put up mo- money for this that she would live through it? Oh yeah, you got to wonder. I mean, she's eighty-eight. Yeah, she's eighty-eight years young. She's very spry, but that could change in a heartbeat. Literally, Betty or White. Lack of one. Betty White is another one that you and your people show a lot of interest in. Yeah, Betty White. Why is that? Betty White, I think it's because, you know, she's not the glamour gal. She's not the young actress, and yet she's she's very, um, I don't want to say hot like sexy, but she's just hot like popular. Yeah, but she's popular because everyone's saying she is. Yeah, but it's... Because everyone's having this shared fucking interest, and I guess, is it supposed to be irony here, Hicks? Is that it? Yeah, yeah. My generation just loves the irony. Because, hey, look, she's a golden girl. That, but why that not Abe Vigoda? I mean, if you're going to like somebody older, why Betty White? It never really, I never really get the fucking uh, gimmick there. Oh, well, Conan had used Abe Vigoda in a bunch of fucking things. Uh, Conan, he don't even have a job right now. Coco? Where's Coco? See, the actress, I guess, gets to a certain age... Then gets dismissed by Hollywood, but if she can last till about 90, gets welcome back as adorable. Let's be honest about this. It's a rare thing going on for Betty White. It doesn't happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. And two, she never was a glamour girl. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, the Judy Garland thing, I guess I get to a certain point. 
But the Betty White thing is just made up completely. It's not even like she had some kind of interesting life, and here she is at the end of it. You know who put her over is that um, Precious Mom. Oh, um... Because you never heard of her until Precious Mom. Right. Now I can't even think of what Precious's mom was. Uh, uh, Monique. It, oh, no, not Monique. I, get, I, I, I call Precious uh, the black kid who played football. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. 866. Remember my joke? Call uh -huh. that guy Precious the whole time? Uh, I don't think Monique had much to do with this. I want everybody to watch Betty White right now. She's fantastic. Um... Let me go over here to uh, Sam. Sam Armanfez. Hey, what's up, guys? First time caller. Uh, what to happened have. to uh, Randy Quaid and his brother? Randy Quaid turned retarded and started to be arrested, and he's living in hotels and running out on hotel bills. And his brother, uh, Dennis Quaid, who was a great actor, did one of those face uh, work things that he... Stop being able to move his face anymore. He goes, I want to look so young that I can't smile or show emotion. I want my face to look like a white blackboard. Can you do that for me? Looks like uh, Dennis is going to be in the remake of Footloose, though. Rumored. What's he going to be doing? He's going to be in the remake of Footloose as the Reverend. Well, first of all, count me in. Second of all, who's going to play the part of fo Footloose? It's still in pre-production. It's all rumors right now. Uh, I would use the kid. Um, what was that fucking? It was pre-Glee, and they were like the High School Musical kid, Zach, Zach Efron. Efron. They, you know why? He would be. He already knows how to sing and dance, and his nickname is already Footloose. Um, so perfect. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, Phil, you're on running fest. Yeah, old Bay Footloose. Uh, bringing it back to Betty White, she was pretty racy back in the 60s and 70s, and, and a lot of the stuff she did in comedy at that time had her uh, with a questionable reputation. Of course, being on Password and her husband running a franchise didn't hurt her. Yeah, but and, and, and here's the deal. You want a racy older lady, go to Miss Joan Rivers. That fucking documentary she's doing... She's fucking crazy out there. And she's hysterical. Hysterical in this documentary. I dare you to go to this documentary and not laugh your ass off. And then other times go like this. Holy shit, what am I watching? What is this train wreck going down? It's amazing. Uh, the Betty White thing. And, you know, Joan does have this whole crazy past. What's Betty White's crazy past? Um... Luke, you're a manifest. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask. Well, whatever happened to Heath Ledger? Lazy. Just completely lazy. Um, Dan, you're on the manifest show. Hey, guys. Hey, I, I just want I've always been Fez's biggest critic, and I just want to tell him I, just, I like his style today. He's letting stuff just bounce off of him. He's, He's got the hot hand. Fez, why yeah. the hot hand today? I'm trying. I'm I'm trying. Yeah, and you're self-humiliating, like, oh, I'm just dragging my ass, I guess. You, yeah, you're not like me. Yeah, you're just letting it bounce off, though. You're bouncing cool, off, man. big man. Cool. Good, Teflon Good Don. job. Who's the Teflon Don, Fuzzy? Um, John Gotti? You are. You're the Teflon Don. Fez Watley. Mm. Teflon Don. That's your name. So I'm trying to let it roll off for me today. 
Loving it. It's, I don't know how good I'm doing, but yeah, yeah, I'm doing. I'm, I'm trying it. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. What got you about that line, fez? Just stupid things to say. Just nonsense talk. Why are you talking? Uh, it was fine. It feels just nuts in my head. Um, Chris, Arizona, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. You um, did want to thank someone who played Gloria's Dawn with Carl Sagan a little while back because it completely opened me up to watching Cosmos, which completely blew my mind. But I was Cosmos was a great TV show, wasn't it? I I'm, I was born in '80, so I you know hearing the song on there, I end up looking 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 it up on the internet, finding out who Carl Sagan is, and then watching the whole series. And I mean, it's been. Nothing but like just a mind mind bend since I since I. Now I fucking watching. want to go back and watch that series. I want to watch the whole goddamn thing. I got it on iTunes. <laughs> Smoke weed and watch it. Hell yeah! You have the time well, of your that's life. That's the only way, right? That's the only way, right? Yeah, really. Well, first of all, you'll feel like you're smoking weed, even when you're not. That Carl Sagan, talks, he, absolutely. He 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 would reach for the stars. This man, he would reach for the stars. And, you know, I know Brian Green had it in his mind. I'll be the new Carl Sagan. Sorry, Brian. You're not. Definitely not. Yeah, he was watching. He has so much shit on YouTube of all of his old stuff. It's just, it's so awesome. Carl Sagan, here's the weird thing, because he was like the Carson of, of scientists. You know who his buddy was? Who? Carson. Him and fucking Carson used to have um, this real interest in science, and he lived out there in Malibu. And he had this great big fucking telescope, right? And then he would call Carl Sagan over. And the two of them would just sit there and look through his fucking telescope and talk weird to each other. Billions and billions. Imagine you know you're doing well when you could call, like, the most famous fucking scientist on the planet and say, Hey, I want to make some burgers. I got a new telescope. Why don't you come on over? Do me a favor and stop and get weed. I don't like to hold it myself because I'm being fucking watched, Carl. That's why. It's not because I'm fucking cheap. I'm being watched. He had that great uh, scientist look of the time. The turtleneck with the blazer. Well, that was also Alan Alda's look. Was that like a 70s thing just yeah, in it was just It was just the look of that time. It was a way of saying I'm not retarded. Look at me. Uh, women, I'm not Mel Gibson. I'm not going to hit you. Um, Kevin Klein rocked that in the ice store. You ever see the Ice Storm Fez? No, I never saw that. You should. You remind me of him in that. How? No way. I just made it up. I just mm. died. I threw you one of those things. Uh, Dave in Oregon, you're in my Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I just want to let you know that you can catch that whole Cosmos uh, series on Netflix Instant Queue. So it rocks. Worth watching. All right. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we're going to uh, take a break here, back in just a couple moments, and there's a story that you're dying to tell us, Fez. Yeah, this is about a uh, youth baseball coach in Pennsylvania. All right, breaking story. There is a coach in Pennsylvania who's teaching kids to play baseball. I know it sounds crazy, but children are learning the sport of baseball. Yeah, a little more to it than just uh -oh. that. All right. So that's a teaser. There's a little more to this. Ronnie Fez Show. Ronnie B. Fezzy W. 
Ron and Dez. Series 197, XM202. The virus. You're a little bitch. I am not. I don't even know why I hang out with you guys. Because you're a piece of shit. I am not a piece of shit. Yeah, but you're a little bitch. Sure are. God damn it, man. I swear you guys rip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. Let's be undecided. Let's take our time. It's the Ron and Fed show. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. And I forgot to tell you guys, uh, we're doing a big, big game show on Thursday, and major, major prizes were given away. We got great prizes. A signed CD, congratulations, by MGMT. Also, from Cindy Lauper, signed by her, her new CD, Memphis Blues. We've got the book Imperial Bedroom, signed by Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, from David Mamet, signed by him, his new book, The Trials of Roderick Spode, The Human Ant. Also from Deepak Chopra, his book signed, Reinventing the Body, Resurrecting the Soul. Legend here, Connie Francis has signed her CD, The Best of Connie Francis. And we have the book, Clint, A Retrospective, about Clint Eastwood, signed by Richard Schickel. All right, so great, great prizes all coming up on Thursday for Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. Uh, we're going to play a Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search question a little later on today. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, and emails. We constantly get emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. As I'm going through uh, the emails, a bulk of them is about you and your problems and what people think you should do. I've never seen anybody get offered as much advice as you. Is today is a day that you don't want to get advice? You like to stay away from it? I would rather, yeah, I think I'd rather stay away from the advice. Yeah. All right, so the only other email I have here says, Hi, Ron and Fez, I like soup. All right, so that was emails. We get emails. They're interested in, in his problem, Six. Didn't call in, I guess. I like the guy the other day who said uh, that our show is becoming like the Truman Show, and he just can't w wait to see what happens when Fez finally climbs up and out of that hole at the top. Got to fucking get in a boat then. Uh, this one says, Ron, I have one question I've been dying to ask you for a long time. What do you think of goatees? Since winter, I've grown a goatee, and I can't tell if people, naturally it's women I care about, like it or not. Some do. Others seem to hate it. Uh, what do you think? I am so insecure lately about shaving the entire thing off. And that's from Michael. Uh, Hicks, where are you on the goatee? You should rock one for a little while, but now I just go for the fucking 5 o'clock shadow. You go for the whole thing? Yeah. Here's my feeling about this whole thing and men's fashion. I say, wear it any way you want. Uh, same with your hair. You want to shave your head down? Shave it down. You want to grow an afro for yourself? Fuck it. Let the freak flag f fly. It just doesn't matter. 
And anything these days, really, literally anything. You go walk through fucking Brooklyn, you see the worst fucking facial hair, giant You chops. still see guys wearing a 1978 mohawk. Yeah. The mohawk has never went out of fucking fashion. Neither is the flat top, long hair. You want to wear a mustache. Fuck it. I saw, 70s porn it. I saw a guy with a, like a 1920s curly mustache the other day. Fez can crazy. grow those, and I think he's insane not to keep it. Oh, Because... Jesus. It was such a fun look for him, and it um, it brought people in. Hell yeah. Um, Brendan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron. Uh, yeah. Fez, there's a um, very renowned psychiatrist called Thomas Daz that believes that everything from mild anxiety to schizophrenia with uh, hallucinations uh, is not real. That mental illness um, in and of itself does not exist. Well, I would uh, hope he would think hallucinations aren't real. Well, he, he believes that there are social constructs that that they in themselves don't exist, but that we think they do. That that you think you're ill, and then you will um, reflect that onto others. I was wondering what you think uh, of that. Might might mental illness and 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 maybe a little bit of your depression be uh, non-existent? Well, I walk down the street and I see uh, homeless people all the time, and they sure as hell appear to be mentally ill. Certainly. Although I saw an amazing thing the other day. Uh, a fucking guy, homeless guy on the street, woman standing above him. He says to her, oh, you have something uh, on your mouth. And she had like some mustard there from a dirty water dog. So she's trying to wipe it. And he's like, oh, no, you now you're just wiping it all around. I look down. This guy's got fucking grime on him. And he's grossed out. But then when I was looking at him, I'm like, it almost looks like he put it on like makeup anyway. Like, almost like, how do you play the part of a homeless guy? He almost had that thing down. So, yeah, I do think that there's a certain amount of um, think what you want to uh, think. Uh, and then that's what the world kind of treats you as, you know? When someone decides themselves, particularly um, in terms of the way you're presenting yourself. That becomes it. If you're saying, I'm a laid-back guy, the world's going to treat you like a laid-back guy. You want to act like your guy with a fucking hairpin trigger? Uh, everybody's going to act like, well, watch out for him. He fucking explodes. He gets a little assholey. It just becomes it. So, Fez, you're into a scene right now where you were the depressed guy for the while. Mm -hmm. You were the anxious guy for a while. Lately, you said, I'm the mentally ill guy. You started to refer to yourself as insane and crazy people treat you that way you've also started to act like you think you're going to die soon and you brought that up on the show a lot and now my emails start to fall into fez is going to die soon everybody plays a part 866 run zero fez 866 run zero fez uh brendan you're running fez hey buddy yeah uh my uh buddy turned me on to something called movember you uh, grow your mustache out in November, throw everybody you know a little curveball. I'm a uh, outside sales guy, and I got some mixed feedback from my customers, but it was kind of a fun way, and it supports, like, prostate health, and Lance Armstrong supports it, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I don't know whether I want to, uh, you know, have my facial hair become a fucking ribbon. That whole, we're all doing this together. You wear those little bracelets, Fez? Uh-huh, yeah, the awareness bracelets. Have they done any good? Um, no, people staying aware. 
I don't, I don't know if awareness has changed any since I put on the awareness bracelet. Do you stay aware? I stay aware, yes. Do you ever take it off? Nope. Nope. I never take, I have never taken these off since I put them on. Um, wait a minute. I did, they took them off in the hospital one time. All right. We almost caught you in a lie, but uh, they took them off in the hospital. Nothing more important than absolute truth, Fez. Uh, let's say, well, this is another Fez one. Um, well, this is an interesting one, Fez, and I think you'll like this, from Harold D. Last night, my wife was talking about chocolate and called it a candy. I told her that chocolate wasn't candy. The candies was like Skittle or Pez. She kept insisting that chocolate was candy. She then said, I, what about M&M's? I told her, M&M's were a chocolate candy because of the candy shell. What do you guys think? Is chocolate not candy, or am I wrong? Well, first of all, Harold D., I've never had a thought about this in my life. But now that it's come up, I would have thought that chocolate was the original candy. That when people used to say, I want a piece of candy, I think they thought they meant chocolate. Fez? I think chocolate's a candy. You can buy chocolate in a candy store. That's where they sell it. But you could also buy cigarettes in a candy store and lottery tickets. Are they candy? No, they're not candy. Thank you. So neither is chocolate. Uh, eggs, chocolate and candy? No, it's in a separate category. I'm thinking that it's, a candy is more something that's more artificially produced. Chocolate's a little Hard more candy. Yeah. You're thinking it's like a candy. A fucking Jolly Rancher, ribbon candy, whatever. Right. Yeah, that's more candy. Chocolate is chocolate. Separate category. I would have to have a, a expert on this to uh, come to the uh, realization. Because, yes, I would have normally thought of chocolate as candy, but... Um, at the same time, I haven't given this a lot of thought. Now, Hershey is Hershey's Candies, right? That's the name of them? Isn't I, that considered candy? I Yeah, I think it's considered candy. The Hershey's Kisses, yeah. No, but I mean as a business themselves. Don't they um, act like they're a candy company? Or are they just a chocolate company? This is an interesting thing. Fez is adamant about it being candy because you can buy it in a candy store uh but again i brought up cigarettes lottery tickets you can get them um hicks you think you have an answer on this well yeah because i looked up the hershey company and it's just the hershey company the largest manufacturer of chocolate didn't say anything about candy just the largest manufacturer of chocolate i'm starting to be turned around on this but again, I never gave it much thought. Uh, here's Dom and Della Who, Della What, Della Where. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, I just got out of a culinary school in Philadelphia. Actually, one of my last classes was called Chocolates and Candies. So I do believe there is a distinct difference, more or less, as far as they're concerned. I had never given this much thought. Darren, you're on a fez. Hey, it's a candy bar. Good point. Good point. This takes us completely back the uh, other way because uh, you do call those candy bars but if you said can I have a piece of candy you would expect to get in my opinion hard candy if there's a candy dish you're thinking of that as candy now chocolate I don't know if someone said can I have a piece of candy and you handed them Hershey Kiss, whether you get some. Here's Jeremy, you're on Manifest. 
It uh, it can't be uh, candy. If you look at the M and M's, it's uh, a candy coated chocolate. So they're not really called candy coated candies. All right, candy coated chocolates. Uh, Ronnie in New York, you're on Manifest. Hey man, look, uh, I don't think chocolates are candy because it just they're all lumped in into sweets. If somebody offered you a piece of cake. It's nice and sweet, but you wouldn't call that a candy. See ya. All right. Yeah, you just can't go by sweets, obviously. Matter of fact, I hate when people call anything sweets. I despise that. Um, I think the chocolate is a candy because, like, on Valentine's Day, you get your sweetheart a box of candy, and it's a box of chocolates. Um, did you just say you get your sweetheart something? Yeah, the traditional sense of Valentine's Day. How old are you? How old are you? Mike, you're on Rana Fez. You. Yeah. Um, I feel like chocolate is in a category of its own, but when you mix it with something else, like a Snickers bar or a Milky Way, then it becomes candy. Uh, Sean, New Hampshire, you're on Rana Fez. Hey, what's up, buddies? Hershey's advertises their bar as the Great American Chocolate Bar, not Candy Bar. That is true, but we call it Candy Bars. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard Hershey's push themselves as have some candy. Uh, Joe, you're on a fest. How's it going, boys? Yeah. Basically, uh, candy is the chocolate is found in the candy aisle in a grocery store. There is no chocolate aisle. All right, another good point. Eight, six, and, Fez, you buy that for your sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is Bruce in Louisiana. You're on Fez. Yeah, Ron, I think chocolate is actually uh, categorized as a confection, confectionary, because it uh, requires sugar and milk and something else to make it, so it's not actually a candy where, like, a candy is different because it's just boiled sugar and water. I think that's kind of the difference. All right, now you uh, have got me thinking. We may really need to talk to a professional chef over this. Uh, no one of this guy's marriage. Shut up. Harold D's marriage is ready to break up. Eddie, you're on Fez. Yeah, Fezzy, listen. Any kind of candy has some kind of color to it. Chocolate is always going to be chocolate. It's always going to be brown. When it's candy, it's candy. It's, it's some kind of color to it. All right, so what do you think of that, Fez? Um, I think that chocolate is a candy because it does have the color brown. Um, it's, it's only brown. Candy, only brown is what his point colors. Here's white chocolate. It's bleached. You just pointed, though. It's white chocolate, not white candy. This is a very difficult thing that we're going through here. Um, here is uh, Scott, your manifest. Scott. This yeah. is Scott. The difference between chocolate and candy is the process. Candy is a process that requires boiling sugar. And chocolate bars don't have boiled sugar. They just have refined sugar. So something that is candied, like candied yams, has boiled sugar. So a chocolate is a chocolate, and candy is something that's candied, which is the process of boiling sugar. All right, I, I kind of like where he's going for this. Um, but it's still sugar-based. It's still sugar-based. They can't take away from this. I'm not going to fucking lie to you, Fez. Uh-huh. I might be in a hung jury. If there was fucking 12 of us, 
they might have to come back and say, 11 of us made up our mind, and one motherfucker keeps going back and forth. 12 hungry men. I've, uh, well, now it's people. Oh. At the time that they made that, it was like, <laughs> why would a woman be on a jury? Like a whore? <laughs> um, let's go over here to, uh, Cody. You're on Manifest. Hey, guys. Yeah. I think chocolate is different than candy because you have, like, chocolate cake, chocolate milk, chocolate ice cream, you know... It's all different things. Yeah, you're right with that. Like, let's go with that, Fez. If you have a chocolate milk, do you feel like you got milks mi mixed with candy? Be honest. N no, but it doesn't mean... But there's other candy flavors that end up in... You could have a raspberry candy and also a raspberry cake. So he's just using a candy flavor and cake. That works for any candy flavor. But if you take... Um, if you take this fucking thing, you think of I'm taking the chocolate stuff and putting in the chocolate milk, the Nestle. You don't think that you're dumping candy in there. You think that you're dumping chocolate in there. Um, let's go to Nick. You're on running fez. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, Ryan, what's up? Yeah. You can't you can't call chocolate candy more than you could call cocaine candy, right? Cocaine's nose candy. Got to say that. Right. You never say it's nose chocolate. Right. Exactly. What do you do about that, Fez? Although, uh, you can snort that Nestle chocolate mix. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Greg in New Hampshire claims that New Hampshire has actually had this debate. Greg? Uh, hey, Ron, uh, the town I live in here has a pretty famous uh, chocolatier place that actually just opened a shop down in the city, like lower... Or not lower, I guess, but uh, just south of uh, Madison Square Park. It's called Burdicks. If you look it up online, B-U-R-D-I-C-K-S. We're doing that as we speak. Um, that place, <laughs> the differentiation between uh, their chocolate and a Hershey bar, it'll bend your mind. So All if right, you ever so get a chance to get down there, I know they've been there about a year down in the city, down around maybe 29th uh, Street, perhaps, right, down I'll, that way. I'll be able to find it now. So they're saying chocolate is not candy. Oh, for sure it's not candy. Yep, and the, <laughs> the price will tell you that alone, Ronnie. It's ridiculous, but it is unbelievable. All right, thank you very much. Right on, boys. Look it up. Uh, let's go over to uh, Matt, California. Matt. Yo. Yeah. How you doing, bro? I wanted to point out to Fezzi that Willy Wonka did not run some kind of goddamn candy factory. It was a chocolate factory. Unbelievable. That's the way it started. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Well, this has started a raging debate today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie to you. Harold Dean, his wife, got into a screaming match. Uh, when his wife was talking about chocolate and called it a candy, he said no. It's just a chocolate, chocolate, and candy are different. These two have gone so far with this, they're talking about dividing up the kids right now. Uh, they just can't stand each other. Uh, Dan and Philly, you're on Fez. Dan, once, twice. Hey, uh, they're, cho they're called chocolate chip cookies, not candy chip cookies. Uh, very good point. Are chocolate chips candy, Fez? Yeah, I think they're candy. I think you're just talking about the flavor of the chip that you're putting in it. Let me just check with you, because I, I know that you've been a little gone lately. Do you see mashed potatoes as candy? No, mashed potatoes are not candy. All right, he's dropping the truth at us, and I'm loving it. With Fez, you're going to get 
truth bombs. Am I right, Fez? Is that why we yell word to your moms? Truth bombs? Mm-hmm. And if we were doing this right now, Fez would have just opened up those Bombay doors and dropped all over. Um, let's go over to uh, Kevin, Ron and Fez. Uh, Fez, the half of Xanax is working, buddy. It You're is. exactly right. Chocolate is a flavor. You have vanilla candy. Vanilla by itself is not a candy. Chocolate is a flavor, and there are chocolate candies. Fezzi, uh, both sides of this argument seem to be well, but here is Darren, and he's a chef. And I really do think it's going to it's going to take an educated mind, somebody that works with food, to explain this to us. I don't know if we can just go by candy stores or what you give your sweetheart on Valentine's Day. We have to look at this from a scientific point of view. Uh, Darren, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, just wanted to weigh in. Chocolate is neither a candy. It's an ingredient. Depending on the application, it could be a candy. It depends on the butterfat ratio. And saying white chocolate is bleached like the other color did, that's just asinine. White chocolate is just a cocoa fat mixed with cream. All right, so Darren, uh, a Hershey bar, would you consider that candy? The Hershey bar in that application is a candy because it does not have enough cocoa nibs in it to be classified just pure chocolate. See, I think that Darren is onto something that the chocolate, Fez, can work into either fucking realm here. And that you are not wrong. Mm-hmm. And Hicks is not wrong. As a matter of fact, um, that there might be truth to both of your arguments. Uh, Tom M. Rowan wants to ask this about Molly's cupcakes. Hey, Fez, do they have candy cupcakes at Molly's or can you get a chocolate cupcake at Molly's? They have chocolate cupcakes at Molly's. Dropping the yeah. truth bomb. Now, uh-huh. he, here's the point there. Whichever way you're looking at that chocolate cupcake, it's going to look better through $3,000 sunglasses while you're being cooled off by a brand new Dyson fan. And that's how he's rolling. At all times? Yeah. Fuck. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, I think we're at that point, Fuzzy, where we have to agree to disagree. You're going to hold your point of view. Hicks is going to hold his point of view. I know both of you guys hate each other right now, but I think that's going to pass. A little bit, yeah. I know you hate each other's guts. Yeah, it stings a little bit, even a half a victory. I would have liked, I would have liked the whole. Would you do me a favor? And starting tomorrow, can I get you in a bandana, blue bandana, every day? So it looks like I'm running a Mexican gang? I can do that. Oh, now he's ripping me off. This is fucked up. Exactly. I'm going to make sure your look just disappears into a crowd of like-minded people. I hope he doesn't get a pair of blue blockers, too. By the way, I was trying on your blue blockers the other day, and you're going to go blind from them. No, I think it makes things look better. By better, do you mean gray? Because everything becomes gray in those. Well, I think it's washed out. I could see if you and I were out on a boat or in the desert and we needed to protect our eyes. But you're walking around hallways here and you're washing out color. Yeah, good. Um, All right, this is another candy thing. Next time the uh, subject comes up about Fez stealing candy from people's candy dishes, 
asked Fez if any of the people have offered him candy. Well, I know that not to be true because he goes into their offices after 5 o'clock at night. I have a candy dish at home. It's not for anyone. And it's for anyone. But I don't expect people to walk in off the street and help themselves. That's from D. Bruce. Fez, you, uh, you actually take the attitude of... If they have a candy dish, it's open 24 hours a day. Exactly. The dish is the invitation. You've put you've put candy out. You've put it on display. Does it bother you that no one agrees with you? It, but that bothers me, but it doesn't bother me enough not to help myself to some candy that's out there for the taking that people have offered by placing it on their desk. Do you feel better now that people are locking up their candy dishes at night? No, I don't feel better about that. Do you feel better about the fact that you are a known diabetic and you're still stealing candy at night? I have a piece of two or candy. You can't go you can't go completely without. I'm how, never emptying anyone's candy dish. I go by and I help myself. How high are you on the Xanax? It's kicked in, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's kicked in some. I've, I saw that when I saw you become uh, forceful. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, we're getting into the chocolate versus candy talk, and um, we might as well take it to the realm of celebrity, because uh, here's Louis C.K. Hey, Ron, how are you? First of all, let me just say this, Louis. I know you have an opinion on this, but your television show is unbelievable right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm extremely that. impressed with it. Extremely impressed with the writing and and everything that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. There's another one on tonight at 11 on FX. I will way. be watching. What uncomfortable I, What uncomfortable moments take place tonight? Oh God, it's awful. Um, I end up hooking up with a, a mom at school, and it just gets embarrassing and depressing. I can't. You don't want to. I I didn't realize this. My life is so much better than yours. I had no idea. <laughs> until the show came out. That's definitely true. Uh, what did you want to say about the chocolate versus candy? Well, what I wanted to say is that your mother's cunt is candy and mm. your mother's asshole is chocolate. All right, so it's that simple to go back and forth. I really think it is. So it's close. It's, it's close. really, we're only talking about four inches away here. Tops. Four inches? Well, my mom's very heavy. Yeah. But it's very close, but very different. Yeah. All right. Louis C.K. Uh, separates everything. If you're, uh, It's your mother's vagina is candy and her asshole is chocolate. I didn't say vagina, but that's fine. I, I say vagina here because I can't walk out on that edge the way you do, Louis. I'm not comfortable out there. I understand. I just don't want to be misrepresented. Dude, there's plenty of room in the middle. Come back on over. What? Talk to you later, my friend. You too. Take uh, care. The brilliant Louis C.K., who the thing that he did last week with Gervais was one of the funniest fucking moments of television I've ever seen, where Gervais was just doing age joke as, as his doctor. Uh, really, really funny. Um, it's on tonight at 11 o'clock on FX. So don't call me at 11, Fez, because I know exactly where I'm going to be. And by the way, one of the, the, the all-time great amass with uh, Louis C.K. because, not I mean, obviously, you can't write that well without being brilliant. Um, and some of the stuff that you're saying was just dead on. 
866 Ron Zero Fez, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Here's uh, Ian in Oregon. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, boys. Yeah. Hey, Fez, I, I just want to say I don't have uh, diabetes and I don't eat candy. Could okay. you bring me back my money? Then you are fantastic. You're just Superman, aren't you? Well, if you could try just changing your diet and not being a fat ass, and then your diabetes will go away. Did I say I sit there and eat someone's entire bowl of candy? No, I stop by, well, have I, a treat for myself. This I is one of the... reflects your eating patterns, though. Can I just say this? And you're one of the reasons that Fez, and you and I had a heart-to-heart last night, you said you can't relax on this show because you said that every call seems like... I forget what you... You, you basically... Like you, uh, every call is a landmine for you. Right, yeah. Because I said I, if someone has candy out, right. I will stop and help myself to a piece of candy whether they're at their desk or not. But why do you feel like every call is a landmine now? Because the, all I said was I had a piece of candy, and it's like, you're killing yourself. You have diabetes. I don't eat candy. I'm the best person in the world. All right. Now, are you angry, or is the Xanax angry? Because you, you weren't angry... 15 minutes ago, you were just anxious. I think the Xanax fuels the the anger. It may be anger candy. Do you think that there's anger at the bottom of all this anxiety? Oh, yeah. I think it, that's what, when I started saying I felt more and more insane, because lately, besides the panic and the depression, anger has been flying into it more and more. And I saw you look very aggravated when Louis C.K., said that your mother's cunt was candy and her asshole was chocolate because you, you don't think of your mom that way. No, I don't think of my mother that way, and I don't think of candy that way. Either one. So what is your point to all this? My point is, all I said was, I will help myself to a piece of candy if a candy dish is out there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm killing myself. It doesn't mean I'm eating a 10-pound bag of sugar with a spoon every night. So leave me alone. Would this be helpful? Because you've had the two heart attacks, right? Mm-hmm. Would it be helpful to open your chest and leave it open? That way, if anyone ever needs to get to it very quickly, we'd be able to. A latch or, or a zipper might be the way. Or if you get that piece of card candy, you could just put it right there. Just lick it and stick it to your heart and walk around like that. I could get one of those candy hearts. Be mine. Uh, at the at the bottom of this, though, you're an angry person. I think there's anger, yeah. But you don't normally express it until you eat Xanax. Yeah, then it just feels a little bit more free to flow. Mm-hmm. What's stopping you when you're sober from being angry? Because what happens then is I honestly don't feel it. Like, it doesn't... The anger doesn't get to me at that point. It's because I'm feeling more panicky or more depressed where the anger is just, I'm honestly not feeling it at the time. So anger for you is like the chocolate and anxiety is like the hard candy shell. And that when we finally crack through your anxious candy shell, we see how angry you are. Right. Once it melts in my mouth. Do you sometimes get so angry that you could kill someone with a hard cock to the eyeball? I don't think I've ever been that angry to kill you've hard been a- cock or otherwise. You've been angry enough for the end bomb, though. Yes, that has happened. Drunk enough. 
Hmm. And who did you say that about? Do you remember? I think it was uh, someone in traffic. Um, Stevie Winwood? No, no, no. Like uh, car traffic. Oh. Highway oh. traffic. Because I don't want you ever saying anything about little Stevie Winwood. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Mike, Virginia, you're on the Ron yes, Fez Show. Yes, sir. Can you hear me, Ronnie? I can hear you perfectly. All right. Uh, I was wanting to talk to Fez about his the similarities in his attitude and the way he acts when he's drinking alcohol, and it seems to be the same as the acts on the, the Xanax. They're very, very similar in the effects they have on the body. Okay. Well, thank you, Doctor. I appreciate that. No problem, Fezzy. Candy up, nigga. All right. You're not, obviously, that fucking gentleman was in traffic, but it's still unconscionable. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to uh, Mike. You're on my fez. Mike. Hey. Sorry. Um, fez, eat candy. I'm a diabetic, too. I've been for the last eight years, and I've eaten half a cake before, and who gives a fuck? Want a piece of candy? Go for it. All right. Now, I see that you're looking furious about this, Fez. Yeah, it doesn't matter what I do. It just, it's, if I'm going to have a piece of candy, I'm going to, I'm not going to go the rest of my life without a piece of candy. Sorry, it's not going to happen. So you will eat candy in the next three months? Yes, I will. What about chocolate? All right. Same thing. Not really. It's a lifetime guarantee. Very funny when the Xanax kicks in. It's very different. Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey, Fez, I want to ask you. With, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a piece of candy when somebody's you're off. Just, you, I'm saying you're just pissing them off. If there's one piece left and you take it, does that make you feel guilty? Does that make you be the bad guy? Or will you take it if there's only one piece left? You know, it's there. It's being offered. So why would I feel guilty about that? Well, just because if they weren't there and that's their only last piece, wouldn't you feel guilty? Like you think you, like you should maybe buy them a bag of candy to replace it since you do take some from them? No, that's their choice to put candy out on their desk. It's their choice. If, if there's a sign that says, please leave me a piece, then yes, I would, cons I would say, all right, yes, I'll leave you the last Hershey's kiss. Is this you, this angry, Fez, or is it the Xanax? Who's this angry? Who am I talking to now? I think you're talking to Fez. I think it's the Xanax. Am I talking to Reg, the little girl, Reagan, the little girl, or am I talking to the devil right now? Devil. Where's the guy that I did the first hour of the show with? He's still here. Mm -hmm. It's me. It's Fez. But you just all that. It. I didn't know. For me, when I eat dope, it never takes that long to kick in. No, it's been what, like four hours or something. Yeah, Greece, it's been a long Greece time, shit. and I watched it kick in. It's more like maybe like a trip for for him instead of dope. You know, it's like sometimes a trip will take a while to kick in. When it does, it's on. Yeah, I guess. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, here's Dan, North Carolina. Hey, Ronnie B. Sound like a million bucks. Mm. Uh, wanted to talk to Fez. I'm, I'm on Valium right now, and uh, I'm a certified fitness trainer. Well, Fez, don't spot anybody. 
Well, I, I try not to. Uh, the least work amount as possible. But I want to tell Fez that uh, this this whole anger thing, that kind of happens because that's that deep-seated stuff that's coming up, and you finally get in the balls to say it. So uh, don't worry about what these other faggots have to say. Just keep doing your thing. Love you guys. Uh, you said a word there that Fez hates. Yeah. Way to, way to wrap up your call. And is that the other thing that you hate? Like, even you said to me last night, when it seems like people are on your side, they turn against you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, when people, like that guy, has to throw out a slur, mm-hmm. you know, so it's never a complete compliment. And, well, of course, if it, if it was a complete compliment, mm-hmm. then it just fires up the people who want to try to get me crying or take me down. What was the slur they used? Uh, he used uh, the F word. Fucker. No, the other one. Hmm? There's another one? Yes. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Scott, Chicago, you're on a Fez. Hey, boys, how you doing? Hey, uh, Fezzy, uh, I know with diabetes you're not supposed to have uh, sugar, but you keep uh, you should market this sugar you keep referring to. That sounds good. Wait, I'm, I, I'm, I don't understand what you mean here. Yeah. Oh, oh sh- sugar only has one R, but he keeps calling it sugar. So you might All right, let me hear you say it, Fez. Sugar. Yeah, you do add an extra R. Say it again. Sugar. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Um, But thank you for checking every letter and syllable. Thanks for keeping track. Uh, By the way, when we do our search, search, hurry up and search question later on today, it's going to be a Louis C.K. question. So uh, be ready to win. Be close to your um, computer because it's going to be difficult enough. You won't just know it off the uh, top of your head. You're going to have to look it up. But it's about uh, Louis C.K.'s brand new uh, television show, which I'm an enormous fan of. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Kelly in Illinois, you're on my Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, I just want to let you know I really enjoyed the first hour of the show. I listen to you all the time. Thank you. Here we are talking about Fez again. It's every day with this guy. And Kelly, all how did that Fez. happen? How did that happen? Because I, I was know, I, I was talking about chocolate right. being a candy. Chris Hicks uh, disagreed, and some guy had to call in and start saying, "Don't take a piece of candy. You're diabetic." That's you, how Fez. it happened. Did I fucking bring you. it up, asshole? No. Oh, you just use the F word. Every day, it's all about you. It's all you want to talk about. Yes, because you're calling in doing it. Do you realize what you're doing, you moron? I'm a baseball coach in Pennsylvania, and I'm hearing about your damn Xanax. That was going to be the thing. And, Fez, I don't know, just through the Xanax, so you remember, you didn't bring it up, uh, uh, read an email. Yeah, but I had moved on, and I was talking about chocolate, and that guy called in about taking candy when I'm diabetic. You do? I have a piece of candy. Seems dangerous, isn't it? Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, Brian in Rhode Island, you're on fez. Fez, you're doing a great job. I really do like you. But my dad, um, he was a diabetic, and he ate whatever he wanted. Listened to no doctors, and he's dead. He died in uh, January. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the two things uh, have nothing to do with each other. I'm sorry about your dad. Oh no, it's cool. 
I'm fine. Just saying. All right, carry on. Uh, here's John in New York. You're on Manifest. Hello? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ronnie, I got a, a good uh, summer theme song for Fez. Oh, that's great. Um, if you YouTube The Rousers, Lonely Summer, uh, it just about fits him perfectly. Maybe he'll resonate with it, too. I don't know. He needs some music. Fez is, you're not a music man, Fez. No. You'd never listen to music. I've never had a time in my life, uh, high school, college, any time where I listen to music, where I just sat down and listened to anything. I don't, it just doesn't resonate with me. I have a lot of trouble hearing the lyrics. It just, it doesn't, no. a lot of times it doesn't make sense. It doesn't connect. Now, where did you just pick up the word resonate? Do you know? No, did someone else just say it? Yes. Oh, sorry. It's always the thing that sticks. It's always really adorable. It's adorable, Fez. It's fun. It's stupid. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Dan, you're on running Fez. Yeah, I love Fez on Xanax. Keep it up, buddy. You're fucking great. Don't take no shit off no one, man. Just fucking, uh, energy's great. Keep it up. I love it. You really did have an incredible just switch in personality and even physically the way that you're holding yourself in about 60 seconds. The entire show you were constant moving uh -huh. and pulled down into your chest, and now you're all stretched out wide. You're taking people on. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel it kick in, but mm. if if that's a good thing, I'll take it. I'll well, take a good thing in a day. Well, you know, whatever whatever it happens to be. I'm not saying that one is, you know, uh, better than the other. I'm just saying, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, 866-RUNS-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, David, you're in front of Fez. Yeah, Fez, do you keep a uh, candy dish in your office? Because you're cheap, you should just keep one inside your uh, office there. No, yeah, no, David, because I, on, if I had the candy dish in my office, on my desk, I would eat the entire bowl then, if it was sitting there. No, apparently we do keep a lot of candy wrappers in our office. Come on, Fez. Um, well, he just thinks that you're being uh, cheap. No, I'm taking advantage of someone's hospitality. I didn't. I didn't. You ask, are taking advantage. I didn't ask anyone with a candy dish here to please go home, get your finest dish, and please fill it with sweet treats for me. That's all their decision. Uh, by the way, Paulo has seen Inception, and we're going to try to talk to him a little later on today. Eight six six run zero fez eight six six. Ron Zero Fez. Mike in New York, you're on Fez. Hey, what's going on, boys? Ronnie, right. you sound like a million bucks. Oh, friend. thank you. Hey, Fezzy, if somebody leaves a sandwich on their desk, do you just go in and help yourself? Maybe they left it there for you. Mm, nope. No, I don't do that because that's someone's you're a lunch. Thief. How are you a thief if you're taking candy from a candy dish that people are welcome to? They're not. If there was a sandwich dish, maybe then I would take a sandwich. They're not, um, they're in their cubicles. Uh, they don't have a door to lock. The candy is there for when people they interact with during the day to have a moment. And I'm only getting that from management here. I've asked to pass it along to you. And there has been food missing from the refrigerator. Um, and some people think it's our show.
I don't think it was you. I think it was Hicks and Dave. But these are things I occasionally have to talk to management about. Well, the candy dish shouldn't even be an issue. Speaking of candy dish, why don't you start and keep a bowl of Xanax out where everybody can get to it? Well, I only have two left. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Wilfred in Texas, Sharon run fez Yeah, this is Wilfred Brimley. i got a question for Fez. Wow, we're getting Louis C.K., Wilfred Brimley. It's all happening today. I got diabetes, and I was wanting to know if he ever pays for those candy machines you see in the hallway. You put a quarter in, or is he too cheap, too gay? See ya. You feel like it always comes back to the same thing, right? Exactly. Yep. People try to take their shots. It doesn't matter if I was talking about chocolate, uh, whether that's a candy or not. It doesn't matter. They'll try to come up with some sort of slam on me. It just doesn't matter. That's the minefield. So it's a minefield for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I like to have conversations. You know, that, that, I enjoyed the chocolate and the candy conversation. You had fun there. I had fun, and I liked the different opinions. I liked the guy calling in about the place in New Hampshire. And uh, the chef who called in to try to settle it. You know, those are those are great calls. I don't know why someone has to try to... Knock me down or try to get me crying. Uh, Chantel, you're on running Fez. Hey, Fez, I need to let you know. You need to go get your piece of ass because them Xanax ain't working for you, son. No, I just heard that the Xanax was helping me. Oh, So I don't is. know what you're thinking about, Chantel. <laughs> Fake laugh. You need to get a piece of ass. You need to get laid. Yeah, as uh, long as it's not your ass. And I'm sure there's no. a piece for everyone. There probably is. Mm-hmm. have mine. Oh, have no thank you. I think it spoiled long ago. I'd have to check the expiration date on it. Hey, it's fresh, Sandy. Thank you. You always have trouble with women, huh, Fizz? Oh, yeah. They're just... Ugh. You need to get yourself a piece of ass. How unattractive... Did she sound talking about piece of ass? Gonna have some cock. A couple of balls. Taint. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's uh, Nate in Maine. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., you're a living savior. Hey, Fez, if someone leaves their keys on their desk, does that entitle you to take the car out for a joyride? Uh, was I invited to? Was there an offer put out there? Was the keys left in a bowl that's, uh, you know, where people are expected to help themselves? I'm I'm, I'm just trying to get your circumstances. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Gia in Long Island. Hi, boys. How you doing? Yeah. Once again, I'm coming to my boy's defense here, Fezzi. I completely agree with you. When I was in first grade or kindergarten, I was a good little girl. Things have changed. But anyway, they made me take papers for the, for the principal's office. And I went down, and he had, you know, the desk, the front desk. And there was a candy jar right there at the front desk. So I stuck my little hand in, and I pulled out, like, a candy. And the fucking secretary screamed at me. She's like, those are cake those are children. And I got so upset. Of course, I still talked about it in therapy years later, so I, I know what you go through, Fezzi. And I'm so 
do is you'll put a fucking candy dish out. Whoever wants to stick their grumpy hands in it has the right to, Fezzy. So once again... I adore you. I'm a woman, and I'm coming. To I, you. you know, Thank I you, don't. Jan. I don't know if I agree with this. I think if I went into an office and the woman was sitting there, I think I'm. I wait till she offers me a piece of candy before I take one. If she's on the telephone, uh, I wouldn't just go up and take candy and walk out of her office. I might say, "Can I have a piece of candy?" And she would give me the, "Yeah, okay." But I think something has to take place in between two individuals for the candy to be taken. Having said that, because you think it's wide open candy, right? Yes, I think that... So let me take it to this. Can you now put both hands in, take as much candy as you want? No, that's not, that's not polite. So, so you realize that there are rules that take place. It's just a matter of we disagree where the rules are. Right. Yeah. When you mention the connection between two people, I think the candy dish out on someone's desk is already the connection. That's they the p- aren't even there. That person, it, it, you have been accused of taking the candy, and it was some time ago, after five o'clock at night, going into offices, taking candy, and going back. And apparently, from what people were saying, you were just walking around from office to office. It wasn't like you were working late. It became a candy fucking thievery. They went back and looked at the tapes with it. It was seen as maybe not a criminal behavior, but definitely unsocial. Um, Plum, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., what's going on? Yeah. Fez, are you still doing the tapping thing? But don't worry, I'm not calling to be mean. He hasn't anything. tapped at all today. I have a buddy of mine who produced a movie on that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I, don't, I don't know, I think it takes you on down the midway with the rest of the people, but supposedly it doesn't really work. Uh, send it to me. Is it online? Oh, Tell me why. I, I definitely want to check it out. I, I love looking into this kind of stuff. Really? I love any kind of a fucking carny angle. I thought for sure it was kind of a joke, but I watched it. I'm not sure if I'm into it, but I mean, it's pretty crazy. Uh, why, would you send it to me? I'd love to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I can send you a link to the movie. All right. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold and give the information to uh, New Girl, uh, who's doing just a lovely job up there. Um, Fez, why no tapping today? Um, I have done some tapping. Zero tapping today. Been watching you like a hawk all day. And, well, I think I was doing a, a lot of tapping this morning and a lot of tapping last night as well. Maybe you were, but during the show yesterday, during yesterday during the show, you tapped an extreme amount. Today during the show, not a single tap. I feel yesterday I was worried that I over tapped, like I was what they call anchoring the wrong situations and the wrong feelings and emotions. Um, here is uh, Tim in New Jersey. Up, oh, I'm gonna try again. Tam, you're on Fez. Hey, Fez. Yes. I wanted to know if you caught someone jacking in the office if you'd blown. Good question, Fezzy. No, I would not. They're making their cock available. They've made it available to themselves. Same as the candy dish, then. That's their candy dish. Um, let's go over here to uh, Frank. You're on Fez. Hey, guys. Fuzzy, I was just curious. In your mind, is there a distinction between a candy dish and a covered candy dish, or are they both fair game? 
No, I think they're both fair games. I think a candy dish and a candy jar, if they're out there for someone to take, it doesn't matter whether you're lifting the lid or not. What makes you think they're there for people to take? Just because they're on the desk? Yeah. Um, are the pens there for you to take? No. Why is it only the candy, then, that is is deemed as public property and not private? That's an office tradition, a candy dish. We're trying to tell you the office tradition doesn't apply the way that you, it appears to you. That this, that a lot of people put out their candy dish for their guests and the people that they interact with. Not for an after five o'clock when they're coming back and what they explain to management, every morning they've got to refill their candy dish. That was the initial things that went down. If they're going to put candy out for people, but they don't want it taken after five o'clock, Either put a little sign out there in front of the candy dish or lock up your candy if you well, don't want someone touching it after five. Now you've been told not to go in there, right? Right. The candy is available to everybody else who uses it properly but you. Yeah. So fine. I don't need their stinking candy. Oh, no, it's stinking candy. They're going to complain. They're the ones that put it out there. Right. But now you're Dan Gilbert after the fact that, oh, it never was good candy. Uh, 866 run zero fez. 866 run zero fez. Uh, here's Mike and Maine. You're on fez. Ronnie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, fez. I just want to uh, ask you if, if there was a cake on somebody's desk, would you rip that off too? It all depends on how the cake is displayed. I can't okay. get If off. there was forks and plates with it, yeah, I would help myself to a piece of cake if I wanted it. Hicks, you're just leaving the hair just as long as it can be now. Yeah. Just going to fucking let it down. Got the bandana on, keeps out of my eyes. Does any of this have to do with that new Robert Rodriguez movie with the fucking machetes? There's a new trailer out for it. What's, well, what's so? the name of that thing? Machete. Yeah. Well, that's uh, perfectly blunt. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you watch the trailer, they like to call it machete. And he has a bunch of machetes that he kills people with. Mm. Uh, this is the documentary, the tapping documentary uh, the guy sent. It's called Try It on Everything. Well, it's, it looks like it's very long. Yeah, it, it's um, it's four minutes, this trailer. But it, apparently it's just about tapping meridian points in your body. And, changing and that's secrets. what you were told fe to do, Fez? Right, yeah. that was You're tapping your meridian points? Yeah, the side of my hand is one of them. And then there's other ones that I do with a more involved um, exercise. And this goes hand-in-hand hand with the Xanax? No, the Xanax wasn't brought up with this. So, um, all right, Truth Bomb, what exactly do you tap everything for? What you do is um, the meridian points. You got uh, one on the forehead, one above the eye, one on the side of the eye, uh, one under the nose, one in the a cleft of the chin, the collarbone... Does, uh, Under the arm and the, the top of the head. Does one of these do something different everywhere? No, it's spreading. The one that I do on the side of my hand, that's like a longer version of it where I'm spreading it through, uh, like Hicks said, the different mer meridian points. Yeah, but I don't understand what the goal is. It's to, even though I'm having a feeling of panic and... Um, I still totally, I accept the feeling, and I accept myself for having the feeling. I get and that, but what does the meridian points and tapping yourself all over your 
body have to do with anything? It's supposed to lock Opposed. in that... Con- it, sorry. It's it, okay. It, I'm only it, fucking around. It's, a po- it's going to lock in that feeling in, in those points. So you can remember, you get your, and what you're supposed to do is keep repeating the process. Like if it was panic, you keep tapping those points. You keep going through the, the cycle of them until you can get the panic down as low as you can. Like between a, a, a 10 and a 1. Um, do you understand at all what he means there? No. Why the tapping would help? No. So it just sounds like an OCD, right? If you do it, it makes you feel better. Um, that's what the OCD people do. Yeah. They say, I, I, I get relief from doing this thing. Uh, AK, New Mexico, you're in Ronnie Fez. Uh, hey, Ronnie B. Uh, Fez, big fan. You sound like a million bucks. I agree with you. Uh, if there's a candy drawer out, you should be able to take what you need. My boss keeps some Jack Daniels in his drawer, though. Could I help myself to a shot? Why would you go through his drawers? Oh, what? gay. All right, we're going to break here. Uh, are you eating more Xanax or are you done today, Fess? Um, No, I'm done today. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we come back, uh, Fez, you had a story for us in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania about a Little League baseball coach. You hear that? They're teaching children baseball in Pennsylvania. Yeah, this coach went a little too far. Wow. All right, so there's the selling point. There's more to this story. Uh, we'll be right back. And coming up... We're going to play uh, Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. It's going to have to do something to do with Louis C.K.'s new TV show, which is on 11 o'clock tonight. Right back, Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez. The Virus on Sirius XM. Yeah, it's a Ron Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. All right, Fezzy, what is this uh, story in Pennsylvania? This is a uh, coach at a Little League game, a youth baseball game, nine-year-olds playing. Uh, The coach is also one of the players' dads. Mm -hmm. This player gets ejected from the game because he got tagged out at third and threw his, uh, his batting helmet. So he gets ejected. The dad... Slash coach handles this, I guess, the best way he knows how. Punches his own nine-year-old in the face twice. So the umpire, the scorekeeper, they call the cops on the guy. He ends up getting arrested at his home later on. Mm -hmm. He's getting charged with simple assault. Okay. So just the maniac that would punch a kid, whether it was his kid or not, in the face twice because of something that happened in a baseball game? So what's your point to this story, Fez? That the guy shouldn't have a, uh, shouldn't be a- allowed around kids at all. All right, well, uh, the story is this. Uh, 
the guy punched his own child, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other parents saw it. Right. They were alarmed, called the police. The police arrested him. Yeah. Everything has uh, happened to plan. I don't see how this is even anything to discuss. It's like saying, what happens when a society and the police force act exactly the way that you expect them to? It's always interesting to me how things become news. There's nothing about this story that's really to discuss because here would be the discussion. The police showed up, said the guy did nothing wrong and let him go. Then you then you can be outraged. But we're in a situation where everything went exactly the way it should. It's almost like uh, when people found out uh, like your mom always tell you a story. Oh, a guy ran through a red light and ran over someone. He's a nut. And you're like, yeah, he's a nut. A person like that is going to, should be locked up. Oh, he will, Ma. He will. Um, so everything uh, worked out okay there in PA. Yeah. So, I mean, a charge with simple assault. I haven't heard if he's going to get to keep this kid or not. You would like him to take the child away. The, the kid should not be in a house where there's someone who's going to punch him in the face twice for a screw-up. Well, you know who's going to be looking into this is the uh, the experts at the child services. Mm-hmm. And they'll decide whether this was a uh, strange situation or one that the guy does over and over. Uh, they'll talk to the children, the teachers, the neighbors, the wife. Everybody uh, will be uh, discussed with this in the fest. I've been trying to see if they did a background check on this guy. Should he even, you know, he obviously can't be around his own kid. Should he be, should he have been around others? Should he even be allowed to have children? Maybe we need, we need the government and to check whether the people should have kids or not. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Tom, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, Fezzy. Uh, Fez, I just going to say, you know, one good thing about this, these kids are there with other helmets again on that team. I don't think that's, uh, I don't think too close fist to the face is the way to teach that lesson. That's true. He should have had a good talking to him. <laughs> and he already got ejected. He wasn't in the game anymore. Oh, well, but he'll never do it again. Um... Here is uh, Matthew in Oregon, your manifest. Yeah, Fez. Uh, Ron, I think the father did the right thing. It was an all-star game. Oh, it was an all-star game? Yeah, it's very, you know. Real, it's very funny part. that a nine-year-old can make the all-stars. You're not only a nine-year-old, but you're an all-star nine-year-old. Congratulations. Uh, Rob, Toronto, your manifest. Hey, wasn't Fez a kid in Florida and hit some fat girl in the stomach and then earlier in the year he screamed at the intern and he wanted to kill him? Hicks, you got that audio? Was on a, I, you know what? I said that was wrong just like this is wrong. And I wasn't an adult hitting a nine-year-old. But you were throwing stuff at somebody that you were in charge of. We'll take a quick listen to uh, Fez Watley. Yeah, Freddie. What were you going to say? What is it? I, just, I don't want you to choke on that slice of pizza there, Fatty. <laughs> All right. Fezzy. Fezzy. All right. Stop it. With the... I'm man. fucking not getting around. He's not going to disrespect me on my show. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. 
Fezzy, sit down. It's no not going to happen. You fat piece of shit. Fezzy. You are nothing. Fez, Fezzy. You are Fezzy. nothing compared to me. All right, Fezzy. <laughs> Fezzy, sit down. Sit down. Get a fucking drink of water for yourself. You're all choking on your pizza. No you more. You satisfied, Dave? No more. No more. You satisfied? You got him fucking crying? No more. No more jokes. I, I will fucking break your fucking leg. All right, sit leg. down. Sit down. Sit down. Uh, let's compare him to Mel Gibson. That would be the comparison test I'd like to do. It would be interesting to see who sounds crazier. I did not do anything. This is your selfish imagination. That's all. Um, Mel Gibson proves that even with money, you can't handle fucking women. Can't even handle mo mo women when you got a ton of money. No, this this Russian skank just dragged him in and just destroyed him. I never said anything. But women don't know how aggravating they can be with that little thing. Oh, no. Just no, I guess calm. she was playing the part of the intern? Yeah, I guess so. The Russian intern. Really? So you are saying um, you're actually the same as Mel? It was hard to tell who, would, uh, who sounded crazier at that point. I'm going to go with Mel, though, because Mel, the last time he went off... He blamed the alcohol. I don't. It didn't sound like he was drinking this time. You've never had days where you get that mad when you're not drinking. Yeah, I've had days like that. And um, when you acted like that, did it make you think I'll never have another drink, or did you continue to drink? No, I've drank since. So that had to be made by a sober person, right? Yeah. Eight six six runs your fez. Eight six six runs your fez. Uh Justin, you're on the run of Fez show. Ronnie, you know this uh Fezzy soundbite versus Mel Gibson soundbite, it's a little more like wine tasting to me. I'm picking up some hints of Mel Gibson, uh some hints of Charlie's cousin from Pope of Greenwich Village, a little they took my tongue uh thumb, Charlie. And uh, and a little bit of sad old queen, kinda all in a, a potpourri. It might be great to put together kind of a rant thing to see who's who. See if we can uh, figure it out. Um, but people do lose their fucking temper. I don't know why we act like it's something we can't understand. Like, Fez, you totally get why you lost your temper. You can't understand why Mel lost his temper. Uh, you can't understand why the uh, father lost his temper. I can understand losing tempers, but I can't understand punching a nine-year-old in the face or knocking a woman's teeth out. I don't think her teeth got knocked out. If not, she gets some beautiful new te teeth. You know, Blowhard is in an age right now where he doesn't have George Steinbrenner, Fez. Mm -hmm. And the big story is this other stuff? No, I don't think so. We live on a planet without a George Steinbrenner right now. Uh, Buck Crack here on Run Fez. Hey, is it okay to punch somebody in the chest if they take your candy from your candy dish? Sit up. 
I don't think so. Not when you sat there and offered it. Don't go back to the serious thing uh, if they know that they're, you're being teased. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you know that they're being uh, teased, don't get drugged into it. That's good, no good area, right? I, yeah. Is that good or no good? No good. No good. You want to be what? Good. Uh, are we going to be talking with Paulo today about Inception? Yeah. Fingers are crossed, Fuzzy, because this Inception uh, is the first movie this uh, summer that looks like uh, it's going to be a, a hit. We're all excited about it. It um, actually had its perfect uh, fresh record on RottenTomatoes.com, ruined by a New York Magazine critic who gave it a rotten review. Basically uh, saying it doesn't stand up to... It, it had been compared to a Kubrick film, and uh -huh. he said it didn't stand up to that. So I think they're trying to start the Inception backlash against, like you said, the one good thing we may have well, to go see this summer. Well, not everybody's going to like everything. Yeah. Uh, I just was in a... It doesn't mean it's a backlash. Uh, everybody was talking about how much they like the kids are all right, and, uh, including uh, the person that I think is the best movie critic today, G-Baby. I disagreed with him. I got his points. He saw my points. Doesn't mean that I'm trying to have a backlash against this film. Just not everybody's supposed to feel the same. You're looking for hum uniformity, Fizz. And you and I were talking about that yesterday where you think of all the callers as the same person. Yeah, where it's one person against me. Yeah, where it all melds into just one let's get Fez personality. And you think that that's what the, the people listening to the show are? All of one personality? Yeah, that's when the attacks come. Yeah, that's exactly how it feels. Now... I think I see something changing here. Is the Xanax went in a different direction? I, I don't. I feel fidgety all over again. You had forty-five minutes or so of Xanax comfortability. Yeah, a Xanax shouldn't wear off that fast, should it, Hicks? Uh, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. That it's two different directions so quickly. Very odd. Yeah. Now the fidgetiness feels like it's coming back. Mm. Weird. Uh. Well. I know somebody who has seen Inception, uh, and his life is a movie. It's Polo. From the legendary Warner Fest Studios in a predominantly white neighborhood, Warner Fest presents Showtime with the Polo. Yeah, Polo, your life's a movie. Polo, your life's a movie. How are you today, sir? Well, it's a very odd day for me. I'm talking with you, and earlier today I was talking with your nemesis, Louis C.K., uh, it's very odd. The two of you had that kind of blowout on O&A's show. Right. Uh, your life started heading down. You couldn't sell your movie, and you went right in the toilet. In the meantime, Louis C.K. has come up with uh, what I consider to be uh, the brilliant uh, TV show of the year. Uh, yeah, he, it's a great show. One is heading respects. down. That's you, Polo. One is heading up. That's Louis C.K. Well, it, I think it's a good Down, Polo, up Louis C.K. Isn't that ironic? It's not ironic. And you wanted to be heading up, yes. just like Louis C.K., but it's almost like he used you to push off on. As yeah. you were being pushed down, boy, he his life took off. He owes me for sure. Mm -hmm. That's 
definitely true. But I'm not going to hold him to it. You know, I, it would be nice if he, you know, if he's got this little bit of good stuff happening for him. He throws, you know, he tries to help a guy who is down on his luck a little bit. It would be nice of him. But, you know, I can't expect, you know, he's not a, a, a well-rounded person that way. He has his talents, but he's not necessarily a nice guy. Uh, do, you, do you consider yourself a nice guy, Paul? I, I do. Fez, do you consider yourself a nice guy? Uh, no, I don't feel very nice. Really? Uh, it surprises me. Hicks, you consider yourself a nice guy? I'm a scumbag. Hmm. Then I guess I'm the only one out uh, here that is a gem. A gem. Uh, Polo? Yes. Enough of your rotten life. Although, I did get an email from you the other day that kind of insinuated that you were going to kill yourself. No, I'm just I no, I don't think I don't think I insinuated that. I think generally I am living for I don't think about the future anymore. I used to think about oh things are going to be good in the future, I'm right. going to be happy in the future. Now I'm trying to just live for today and I don't really don't ex- assume that I have a, a future anymore. I see. So you're living in the moment. Yeah, I I pretty much live in the moment now just and you know assume that every day could be like my last day. But I'm healthy. I'm extremely healthy. I'm probably as healthy as, as as can possibly be expected. I know with that new wife of yours, you said you're able to uh, fuck six, seven-hour blocks. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, we have a good sex life. We do. Um, by the way, Polo, even though things haven't been going your way, congratulations on the World Cup predictions. Uh, you had Germany... When it won and when it lost, and then you picked the final. Was it a case that when you were being lowered into the aquarium, you were just eating the mussels that you liked, or did you see something in the future? Um, <laughs> I uh, I just uh, picked it out of a fucking hat. I picked it out of my ass. Now, Paul, uh, you also remarked in a thing uh, that you and I have never had a personal conversation in all these years we've known each other. We've known each other for a long time, and I've always been a guy who's appreciated the show from the beginning, and, and I've always, you know, much like the Louis C.K. thing, I'll feed the show, but I never really think about myself so much. And, I, and so as a result, I think I've been typecast to a certain degree as, as this character, as this idiot, moron, crazy lunatic. And to a certain degree, I'm not. Uh, so what you need is a little more Ron and Fez time together. I, w- I wouldn't say that it's, it's, it would be the worst thing in the world. What yeah, would you like to talk about? I'm well, put- I mean, obviously we talk about movies all the time, but, you know, and, 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 and the extent that we're talking on the show and everything else, you know, it's, it, we've never really had a regular conversation. Right, well, so what, uh, if I'm going to put together a block it. of time for me and you to shoot the shit like a couple yeah, of fellas. Yeah, that'd be nice. What it'd is it nice. that you want to talk about with me? Um... Well, uh, again, I, now I feel to a certain degree like I'm under pressure because I'm on the show. When you're talking to somebody about uh, your life and personal things and everything else, you know, it's not necessarily that just something that just happens on a moment. Right. Like, okay, we're ready. Let's go. Let's so you, are you looking for me to confide in you? I'm not looking for anything, but yeah. it would be nice. It would All be right. nice to have one conversation where I feel like I could be me. Being oh. the real Paul and not this Paulo crazy lunatic person. Soccer gotcha. psychic. Gotcha. That sort of came. Uh, you know, it's a probably part of me. It's, right. It's, a, it's an inside of me. But I'm you not- grew up in public. Let's face it. You could. You know. You need a little private time. Well, he and I. I don't know where it's going to go, Fuzzy. But we're going to have a private conversation <laughs> and just talk like a couple of fellas, just like a couple of guys. And and you know, we're both 
Paula, let's get back to Inception, though, can we? Because this real-life stuff is really boring me. I understand. You saw the film. Now, you tend to like every single film. I do not. Um, have... So, would you say that you love this film? Um, I think it's clearly a general consensus, and I, I, I am actually jumping on this bandwagon. And well, Morgan. Bad wagon that it, it will be the movie of the summer, if not possibly the movie of the year. It is a... Uh, a triumph in, in uh, almost every way. Of course, it's not a perfect movie, but it, it, pres- it provides uh, so many different aspects, so many different ways to appreciate it. I mean, it could be just a basic action film. It could be a very emotional love story. It can be a sci-fi mind-bender. And it, and it works on all these levels, and it works on all these levels at the same time. So the, the probably, probably the biggest criticism you could make of it is that it really does. It is challenging. It does require you to think, and not everybody's willing to do that when they go to a movie. This is a turnoff for you, Fuzzy. The it's not going to be blunt, right? Right, because it make it gives me an apprehension going into it of then just tap. Am I going to be able to comprehend this film? Am I going to get it, or am I going to sit there lost for two hours? And, you know, I don't think you have to worry about it. I, I do say that go in with a good cup of coffee and not the Xanax. Don't take the Xanax going in. To, you know, have a cup of coffee, maybe um, uh, some, some, like, you know, over-the-counter uh, um, uh, no-dose type things. That'll keep you sharp. I think that'll keep you sharp during the movie. And I, I, I would not recommend the Xanax going into the film. Uh, but says the last time you went to a film, Panic Attack. Panic attack, and I had to leave like 40 minutes into it. Is it making you concerned you're going to have another panic attack? Yeah, because once it happens someplace, that place becomes a source of panic. Like, one of my first panic attacks ever was on a bridge. Maybe if it had happened, you know, somewhere else, that would, I would have had a fear of that instead of bridges. So the fact that I had one this past Saturday in the theater makes me wonder also when I sit down am I just going to go running for the hills 30 I mean, minutes in you're kind of freaked out right now yeah where it feels well, like the you know lights are going down shows ready to start all right here's what I would suggest I suggest someone goes with Fez to the theater with him and strap him into the seat strap his arms to the uh, to the chair and his legs to the uh, to the 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 legs of the chair, so he can't leave. And that way he will be forced to ride out the movie in a way. Sounds comfortable. Would you like to do that? Or is this something that Paul and I can talk about in our spare time? Now let's get on to little Leo. Uh, Leo DiCaprio. Uh Is Oscar going to shine on him this year? Look, I have always felt that he's a a natural actor. He's a very good actor. But for, for a number of years now, he's kind of been riding on his natural skills and not really stepping up. I do think that this movie is so challenging that it did require him to really step up his talents. I think everybody delivers in the film, and absolutely DiCaprio is excellent in the movie, no question. Um, what about little Juno? Juno's great, too. I mean, everybody's great, but I mean, I, I, I truthfully do think that... Can I just point something out? Fez yeah. Watley told us after Juno, you're never going to see this kid again. She's gone. And Hicks, I think you backed him up on it. Yeah, I thought it was flashing the pan. Yeah, I and I said, shot. that little Juno is a marvel, and we're going to grow old with this girl. Paula, you're backing me up now, right? I, 
I'm saying she's a, she's definitely strong. She's a strong talent. Paula, and do you sail? What? I was thinking about me and you going sailing. I'm just trying to think of some stuff we can go to do together. I, I, I actually, we have a boat. We do have a boat. If you want to come down, we have a 19-footer, and we've only taken out a couple of times. Sailboat? No, a motor. You know, yeah. it's a saltwater. You guys go skiing? No. What do you do once you go out? Well, we've only, we haven't taken it out in the salt water, and there's so much preparation, and then you have to hose it down afterwards. It's a lot of work. I'm not really a big fan well, of Well, why don't you just uh, keep it in your driveway, sit in and drink? Well, we have a lot of property, so, I mean, we put it in the back, and it's, it's, it's got a large uh, lean-to cover. Over well, you go sailing, and you could do the, I'm sailing, I'm yeah, sailing, I'm a sailor. Well, sailing is enjoyable, but it's better if it's... Let's like get back to Inception, can we, Paul? Yeah, okay. Your opinion, movie of the year. Now, why do you think the guy from New York Magazine hated it so much? You know, that's the funny thing, is that one guy, or maybe, I don't know, maybe there's more than one guy, but one guy wants to put himself out there saying, ah, you know uh, what, why is everybody uh, saying this is great, I don't get it. You know, you it's know, very that funny that, uh, you know, we never used to bring that up until, like Fez said, he, Fez just watches the number on the Rotten Tomatoes, and now all of a sudden you know what guy doesn't like it. And it really, what bugs me is, there's no color to this at all. It's literally come down to, is it a pass or fail grade? Mm -hmm. When most movies, um, like even the film that I didn't, wasn't crazy about, I don't think I would tell people not to go to it. The kids are all right. I just had my own problems with it. But you're not getting into that uh, on the pass or fail. Because it's already dropped down to 96, so it's got to be worth more than one person, right? Right, because some other people want to get in on that, not, you know, being the uh, the different guy action. You know, it's always good to be the different guy sometimes, because as you say, the spotlight's on you then, and you get a little notoriety. It's uh, so far, I only see the New York Magazine. Um, yeah, well, but there's probably more. And, you know, frankly, I'm not, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Christopher Nolan, because I do have problems with his directorial style. Sometimes it seems a little flat to me. Uh-huh. Uh, but but as a writer, as someone, you know, as a total package... You he know, doesn't write this. I thought his brother wrote. Yeah, well, but, you know, he, he also writes as well. I mean, and, and I feel that, um, you know, he does appreciate the whole picture. He's not just a director. He comes in and, and I think really does understand how everything comes together. So I think, I think the movie is truly a, a great uh, achievement because it, it really is very ambitious and it... And it tries to do so many things, and that's unusual, for, I think, for a uh, summer blockbuster. Well, I think I saw this guy from New York Magazine also hated The Dark Knight from Christopher Nolan. He called that movie noisy. It's a very noisy film, and there's part of that film that are just absolutely ridiculous. Now, if I, you know, I know that you love Dark Knight. I think there's parts of it that are terrific, but parts of it, Fez, are just fucking flat-out embarrassing. It's right. not the... You know, it's not for everyone. I know it's for you. It's a perfect film. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take that away from you, particularly on a Xanax day when there for a while you were feeling good about yourself. For about yeah. 45 minutes, like you said. But, you know, again, when it comes to these kind of films or music, some of us love things. Other people can't understand it. And for vice versa. Some people hate things and you're going, what? Roxy Music? What are you? Yeah. It says fucking perfect. It's perfect! Avalon! But other people are going to like this. It's a little pussy. 
I think it comes off as gay. You know what I say to them, Fez? You come off as gay. And that makes them feel bad about themselves. They really shouldn't. So you're disagreeing with me. You have agreements and disagreements. Right. We're able to have this repartee. Well, yeah, because gay is a good thing. There you go. Fez Watley, blunt, puts it where he means it. Shocking statement, but he lays it out there for everyone. Uh, Polo, is there anything else to see this uh, movie? Well, I mean, no. I think you really, everybody should attempt to go to this movie. As I say, take the no-dos, don't take the Xanax. But, I mean, the thing is, is it's also got this whole romantic angle with Marianne Cotillard. Uh, you know, that, that is very strong, and probably my favorite part of the movie is, is that it does give it a very strong emotional core. Again, with Leonardo DiCaprio having a crazy wife, like he did with his last movie. Here, here's the problem for Fez. You're going through insane thoughts right now. Right. And it's an insane movie, and you've been having panic attacks, so this is uh, a trouble for you. Yeah, and I've been looking forward to this, but now I'm really, really apprehensive of just having a freak out in this thing. Sean, you're on running first. What's going on, guys? I saw the movie last night, and one of my uh, things that we were talking about with friends who watched it with us is that you can't fall asleep for five minutes on this film. You have to be paying attention to everything that's happening from the time it starts to the time it ends. And, of course, Nolan has to end it, not giving anything away, but have a vague enough ending that you can debate what might have happened. All right, I definitely want to see it. Right. These are my kind of movies, Paul. Yes, I, I, question, unquestionably. Uh, the other, as far as the other movie this week, of course, the Nicolas Cage movie, as we know, let, he was on Letterman last night, but it, he's promoting The Sorcerer's Apprentice. And, did you see him on Letterman last night? Yes, I did. I thought he was like delightful old weirdo Nick Cage, yeah, the one that I we like so much. I, I had just seen a, a thing on the Bio Channel on him, too, you know. So I had, I had a nice perspective on his whole life and everything else. And, and, I, and I think, yeah, it's exactly the point, is that I think he, he went in there... Very loose, because he has seemed very kind of like robotic over the last few yes, years. Yes, good point. Robotic. Right, but and he stopped being human. Um, any, uh, let me ask you something, uh, Polo. You play chess? I, uh, I do play, but Maybe I Maybe you and I could get together and uh, play chess one night. Um, you know, but I, I see chess as merely a device to relax. You, you, you know, some people, they'll sit there and they'll play and they'll get all involved. They'll, you know, oh, you know, you're using the, the Paskey defense. I don't, I don't play like that. All right, well, let's do this then. Uh, how about I get you together for an Unmasked episode or an RBI? That would be great. That would be wonderful. Let's right. really get into the mind of uh, Polo. That would be nice. Uh, and Don, would... P.A., you're on Manifest. Brown. Yeah. I just wanted to remind everybody tonight on Discovery Channel is the last show of Captain Phil Harris. Two hour episode. Wow, that sounds uh, heavy, huh, Don? Yeah. I'm gonna miss Thanks it, but I want you to call me call me in tomorrow with a review on it. I gotta keep okay. up with the kids in the house. Is Big Brother tonight, Fez? Big Brother is tonight. Veto ceremony. All right, veto ceremony. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a that's a good thing. Veto competition. See who wins the golden power of veto. Who do you think's going home this week? I think it's going to be the older blonde woman. I'm like I'm at that point in the ep in the season where I haven't picked out picked up on names yet. That's the cop, the one that got stuck yeah, in the, the fucking jello. The deputy sheriff, I think, is going home. How much you want to bet on it? I'll uh, give you odds. Um, I'll give you three to one odds. Okay. 
Um, a hundred? Come on, what are we, man? Are we babies? Um, I'll let you pick out whatever you want at famous-smoke.com. Anything? Anything you want. All right. You got me. You got me. I'll take the bet. Even though it seems like this is a sucker's bet and you're going to win. Because um, personally, I think it could be Annie. I also, a bisexual girl from Tampa. Oh, okay. I also wondered if the deputy sheriff that we're talking about, if she's also the saboteur. She's kind of been my saboteur pick the whole time, too. Mm. I don't know about that. Why? Because she got stuck in the jelly? She got stuck in the caramel, and she just it just seems a little... She's throwing out this, I want to be friends with everybody bit that she's doing in there. And it just seemed a little bit too fake, like a saboteur's cover. All right, box of cigars in the line. Fez Watley claims that uh, the old lady, and by old lady, we're talking like 40, but she just acts older. Cop. Is A. Baller back this season? A. Baller's going to prison, my friend. I, deal, I believe he was... Uh, Dealing in the oxies. Uh, I also would like uh, to find out about Last Comic Standing when we find out about that. Because I was given a, a, you know, I'm pulling for our buddy Tommy John again. Let it come down. Um, Paulo? Yes, sir. Inception, you liked it? I liked it. Everything. Scale 1 to 10, what would you give it? I would give it a an eight point. Then you gave the Godfather a seven. Yeah, I, I would. Godfather, please. No Is uh, Chris Nolan a new Stanley Kubrick? <laughs> well, we don't have one anymore, so we could use one. We could use it. But it's not this guy, is it? You wouldn't um, compare this guy with Stanley Kubrick, would you? I I, I don't think so. No, it's I don't a really him. tough thing to do to somebody. Yeah, to compare them with a genius. Why can't you just say he's a genius at what he does? I think he's. I think he's one of the better people we have right now. Uh, coming up in fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. We're going to play one version of "Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search." Um, so looking. Uh, I think there are a couple more people can be audience members on uh, Friday. So send that in to two hundred two friends. But be prepared, two hundred two friends. We've got a question coming up in just a little bit, and uh, it is going to be uh, a question about Louis C.K.'s new show. But about being a pair, uh, compared to genius. I see this on uh, Twitter every once in a while. Somebody is saying this thing is like the Ron Bennington of soups. That's going a long, long way. And I know that a guy, a Japanese guy in North Jersey, was being called the Ron Bennington of sushi. He eventually killed himself. You know why, Fez? Why is that? Had a sushi partner, just drove him nuts. And a lot this, of knives around. The Xanax is gone for you, huh? It's it's. I gone. just watched everything. The palms are dripping. Yeah, it's, I, it's all absolutely gone. Like I used it all up. I see you back into that herky jerky thing that you had at the start of the show. Then you had an hour of just I'm gonna take on the world. Fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you with my hands. And then. And this is one of the worst things I can ever do when you're getting along well is I go to commercial. Something happens to you during the commercial. Like you get this anxiety adrenaline shot into your chest. 
Yeah, it's one of those. It's, then during the commercials, I know it's not the right thing to do, people, but that's when I start to dwell on some mistakes that I've made. What people are you talking to? The people who want to call in and bash me. They're not here right now. It's just me and you and our best friend, Polo. Yes, how are you doing, Fez? I love you, Betty. Polo. Yes, sir. You got some big news about a sweet sequel in your life. I don't know if it's big news. It's not big news. I'm not trying to, to do anything crazy like, you know, uh, ask people to help me with uh, Gap 2. But, yeah, I, I am actually uh, very seriously uh, making uh, inroads and starting uh, Gap 2. Would you, would you keep the same partners in this, the same producers? Um, there might be some legal requirements to do so. That oh. I can't be involved. You don't understand why. No, I mean, I don't understand necessarily, but I mean, obviously there's been some crazy talk over the, uh, the, the years that this has gone on that I've never truly understood, never truly understood what, what, what happened. But mm. I don't know, but if you want to become involved, I'm sure he would step aside. Well, my point would be this. Yeah. We launched the career of Eastside Dave with this. Gap was the thing that got him off, and look what he's doing now. He's doing news on an NPR station and just kicking ass and taking names. Yes. Um, next, uh, there are a couple people I'd love to see in this new Gap film. Who's that? Uh, I'll keep that to myself, Fez, if you don't mind. Okay. Not everything I do I share with you. Some of it's with my best friend, Paul L. Yes. Yeah, well, there, we'll talk about it. There's you know, a couple you know. of people I've had my eye on. But the legal ramifications um, is uh, Crotch Critter. You know, was he involved back into it? Does he get the opportunity no. to redeem himself? <laughs> and again, I, the whole Crotch Critter thing. I'd love I, to see him back involved. Well, you know, here's the thing about the Crotch Critter thing is, is that I actually got along with him better than almost anyone else because... I kind of saw him as an old-style, Shore kind of guy, you know, really gruff. I had one of his ashtrays. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I never had a real problem with it, but everybody else did. Mel had a problem with it, and everybody, all, all kinds of people had problems with him. And, and I kind of figured, well, we'll use that. We'll use that energy that he has right. to people off. But, it, you know, it was just too overwhelming. I had to, you know, I had to think with my dick in that particular instance. But Apollo, of course, not only a movie critic, made a movie that you said sold over 100 copies. It's actually going to get re-released uh, later in the year uh, by a, a, a regular, legitimate company. So you hope uh, to move a couple more? Well, I, I hope that, the, that since I, I was never a marketer, that was never my... Uh, You're an artist. Well, I would hope that, that this is going to be a whole different project. It's going to be... I'm going to handle it in an entirely different way. Uh, and it's going to expand on some of the ideas. And, and, and you know, people have legitimate criticisms about the, the, the original movie, the first movie, but I, I think... Hey, Ron in Ohio, you're on the Ron Fez show. Gentlemen, I have an Ichiban for you, I think. Is it an Ichiban? Or would it be a... Uh, the U.S. Court of Spy Appeals report. for the Second Circuit has made its decision in Fox Television Stations versus the FCC to vacate the FCC, or uh, basically they vacated the FCC indecency policy. 
The court has therefore vacated the FCC order and underlying policy on fleeting indecency. Uh, basically, they're saying it, there's violations of the First Amendment. Um, and what exactly happened on Fox TV? I'm not sure. I've got a, you know, I, I think this might have, I, I know we had the whole CBS thing, but I'm not exactly sure what specific case this was, but I think this is pretty big news, quite frankly, that they're, they're declaring that the, uh, it violates the First Amendment and that their, their policy is just so vague. So mm. this could have some big time rippling effects. Well, they've already destroyed terrestrial radio, though. So for me, myself, uh, I don't know what it'll do for normal people. Well, uh, true, but, but I, I, I think it's just going to help everybody in the long run because, you know, let's face it, sooner or later they're going to try to get you guys, too. You know that. They can't. You know what? You can't kept, catch what keeps moving. That's what I like to say. Well, good point, too. Uh, I'm going to have HTG take a look at this and give us a report tomorrow. Um, by the way, I go over to 202 Friends on Twitter, <laughs> and there's a guy here named Mr. Bright Sidex who says like this. I'm following you. Following me back? I'll give you a shout-out. No, that's not the way it works, Mr. Bright. Sinex. Uh Paula, what did the giggle come from? I think Eleanor decided to come back in the room, and she's giggling at me because of my remark earlier. What was the remark? About the active sex life. Well, you do have a very... You want to talk to her? No. Uh, but you do have a very active sex life. Uh, yeah, I do. And you said you love to bring it and bring it hard. <laughs> yes. This is what I was afraid of. I was trying to tell her, no, just go sit and relax on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> she's having a good time, though. She's enjoying it. Of course it, she huh? is. Of course she's having a good time. You're getting balls deep. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, on Louis C.K.'s Twitter, he says, Tonight, uh, Pamela Adlon, who played the wife on Lucky Louie, is guest starring. I adore that girl. Uh, she's on Californication, and she hasn't done one thing that I haven't just been a huge fan of. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Brian in Texas, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, how y'all doing? None of your business. Hey, I was going to let you know that that, uh, that lady, the sheriff you are talking about, is not even up for eviction this week. It's the uh, swim coach, the dude, and the uh, big titty Rachel girl also on there. She's once up for eviction, so uh, you may be coming out with a couple extra shills on this one, Mr. B. Yeah, uh, I, I got confused. <laughs> well, you tell you what, I would rather see that the, the sheriff go because I like a big titty bitch. Uh, you'll be happy because uh, she'll be safe this week, too. Because you have a veto thing, Fuzz. Right. What were you confused about? With the, when the saboteur on the last ep episode put the X's over the two girls' faces, I forgot that those weren't the ones nominated for eviction. So somehow I've lost a bet that hasn't even happened until Thursday. You want to start looking through cigars? Make a lovely day out of it? X, uh, have one of the kids look for the most expensive box of cigars that they have there. Or should I just get seven boxes that aren't as expensive? Maybe I'll give Fez the attitude to how to go back and forth. First of all, find me the most expensive box of cigars, and then I'll let them sit around and work a little bit uh, because you get great deals over here, Fez. Famous-smoke.com. 
So even with the most expensive, at least I'm not, you know, having to pay the taxes on it. How did I lose this already? The eviction doesn't happen till Thursday. Fez. Did Maniac. You, did you make a bet? Yes, I did. Do I ever bet or take sure things? Um, you take sure things. Did I even give you odds? Yes. Then none of that, after all these years, makes you suspicious. No, I thought I was just having fun. You were. This is fun. Don't let this fucking ruin it for you. The fun was supposed to last till Thursday. You're in a big fun bet. This is great. It could go either way. What happens to Vito? Boom. That's He's going to go. That's what I have to depend on. Is Double it, down? No, Double. no. No, is that the big guy wins the veto and they put the deputy sheriff woman up. All right, a box of 50, David off, double R, $1,300. Now you got me thinking, Fez. That could be fantastic. And then I bring that in on that steak dinner that you owe us, and boom. It's a party. Paul, I wish you lived closer. I wish yeah, my best friend lived closer. I know. It would be nice. We could, And, you know, I think the, the thing is, uh, it, it's hard to, to find people that can, you can just sit there and talk. But the problem is I'm not a big fan of cigar smoke, so I might, I might you know, have a problem with you, that. You can smoke one cigar with us. I know. I mean, but, and you know, I have a problem, too, when I, I did try and smoke a cigar recently, and I had a hard time uh, sucking the smoke in. It couldn't, I couldn't. Well, one of these is a, there's a 700 bucks. I hope that's 700 cigars and not just $700. That's a, if it's seven hundred dollars, that sounds much better. Now this is how life goes: that you can get down to, get ripped off for seven hundred dollars, and feel better about yourself. Yeah, I'd love to pay the seven hundred. See if that qualifies for the free shipping. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna take every savings I can get at Famous Dash Smoke. Either that, or you can give me five eighty-five right now, and we'll just forget the whole thing. You walk away from your problems. Do you got the cash? Because I ain't taking a fucking check from you. I don't need that fucking trail going back to me. I don't have the cash on me. You fucked up, didn't you? You fucked up big. All right, Paulo. So you're saying don't see Inception. I'm Why? saying if you're, if you're on Xanax and you're a little jumpy, I would say don't go see Inception. That's Fez. But no, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that it, I would think it's an enjoyable film for just about everybody, except. For what me. are you doing in theater when the panic comes on you, Fez? Um, I'm sweating. I'm looking around. I'm looking for the exit, and I have. I go into a giant debate inside my head whether I should just wait or head for the door. Uh, this is going to relax you. You know where the exits are, right? Right. You got the ones at the top that you came in and then the ones at the bottom. Picture water spilling in, just thousands, oh. crushing tons of water coming in from each way, pulling up the chairs and all the people. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to fill the theater, drown everybody, and I will have no exit. Would this feel better? You just feel like when you go to the exit, it's been stopped. There's guys start machine gunning. And then fire starts from behind with some kind of fucking woman screaming and laughing and calling you Nazi pigs. I don't. I, I think I would have to try to at least face the gunmen because they're on the way out. So fire or water? What would be better for you? The the water would be better if I had to uh, choose. 
So one of those is probably going to happen when you go to see Inception. And the weird thing is, since this is about dreams and waking dreams, and that's kind of like what your madness has been. Mm-hmm. Everything feels like you've been through a nightmare. Even down to recently, you thought maybe you had been dead for years. Yeah, when I had the heart attack. You thought you died then? Maybe I died, and that all this dis- depression and anxiety, it's just basically a hell that I'm repeating. Has anything else really changed since then? No, not really. Nothing? No, I uh, got a cat, but that just made things worse. But I mean, I made would, it more hellish. Is there anything in the world that makes you think that the world wouldn't be real? Like the things, like sometimes uh, you uh, think about stuff, and then they, then you see it happening in the news. Well, it's just that the news keeps getting worse and worse. But is there any times like you'll have thoughts about stuff and then later that'll show up as reality? Mm, not that I'm aware of. Mm, okay. All right, Paula, we got to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to play one uh, just quick episode of Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. Who are the, uh, who are the interns we have here today? Blue Angel Wolf Jr. and uh, New Girl. All right, we'll bring them in to see how they do. Just give them one quick chance to play this and see how they do. Uh, You at home can play. Just make sure you're following 202 Friends, 202 Friends, and um, we'll be right uh, back. By the way, people writing on 202 Friends, Fezzy, that you're wrong. Big Brother's on tomorrow night. There isn't a Tuesday night episode? I'm not the person who had anything to do with this. I'm just saying what they're sending in. I hate um, it when they change shit. Why? Because it was always on Tuesday was veto night, and then Thursday was elimination night, eviction night. Now you're all upset? Because I didn't check on it. I assume they were doing it the same way they always did. Stupid. Maybe you're right. Just some fucking idiot sending something in doesn't mean that they're right. Um, did you start tapping? Just started to try to tap. Helping at all? I'm going to nope. tap myself. Tap my way back into it. Yeah, there I go. I feel it, Fez. I'm getting it now. Is this Don Vito night? Uh, take a break. Back, play one round only of Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. It's the Ron Fez Show. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. The Ron and Fez Show. Sirius 197 XM 202. Virus. If you're tired of paying top dollar for big ticket items and luxury brands, here is a brand new website that will help your dreams come true. It's $100dreams.com, the online auction website built with you, the bidder, in mind. All right, I love this, Fez. You love an auction. How's it work out? All right, so you go to one hundred dollar dreams dot com. You get right. Do I spell out one hundred or is it one zero zero? It's one zero zero. Use the numbers there. Okay. One uh one hundred dollar dreams dot com. What you do is get registered, 
Then you can buy a seat in an auction. You pick out the prize, the auction that you want to bid on, and great huge prizes. Things like a 2010 Kawasaki Ninja 650R. They've got cruises. They've got Rolexes. They've got a 2010 Honda Civic Si Coupe that's uh, being auctioned off. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you get registered, and you can buy a seat in that auction for a, for $100. That $100 get you 20 bids in that auction. And they're going to let you know when the auction start, usually Friday at 7 p.m. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to be in this Honda Civic auction All this right. Friday at 7 p.m. You're down for, for an easy say no? Exactly. So I got 20 bids. Here's where the action starts. Then you've got those 20 bids to play with. And whoever bids last on the Honda Civic in this case wins that Honda Civic walks away with it. Now, of course, every time you put in a bid, that's going to extend the clock by 20 seconds. So you have to strategically use your 20 bids. It's never going to cost you more than $100 to try to get in on one of these uh, great auction wins. All right, so hold on. So you're not really putting up any other money but for the $100. That's it. So it's almost like it's a $100 contest. Yeah. Where for, so I get 20 bids mm -hmm. for $100. And what I've got to do is make sure nobody else has any bids left after me. Right. That I'm the last person. So what what's to keep this going on for weeks at a time? Well, I guess it it um, it could go on for weeks at a time, but it's all going to start 7 p.m. on Friday. It could keep going while people are playing out their bids. Right. So what would be the hurry for me to ever play any bids? And how will I know? Well, you're going to have to get rid of your bids to begin. You can't have all 20. It's going to be the last bid left. Right, but why would I ever start bidding? Why would I ever start bidding on this thing until I find out what everyone else does? Well, you can see, you can get a bid history. You can see how the bids are going, so you can strategize against other bidders. All right, so for 100 bucks, I could end up winning what? Well, all different things. In this case, it's a 2010 Honda Civic Si Coupe worth over $22,000. So what's your strategy going to be? My strategy is going to be to check out the other bidders, see who's doing what, try to establish some patterns, and just I, work the clock a little bit. But why, how would you work the clock if you said it's open-ended? If it's open-ended, it would be crazy for you to ever bid. Right, but you you have to get rid of your bids in order to win it. Right, but why wouldn't I wait till everybody else bid? Then I would bid twenty times. There's got to be a different strategy to this. So this, I'd love to win this car with you. Yeah, this is going to be my first auction this Friday, so I'll get a little bit more perspective on it as I'm right in the thick of things. Yeah, because it seems to me, why would anybody make the first bid if you're going to believe this thing? There's got to be some kind of a time limit on it. Or else no one would ever bid it first. Because what's in it for you to bid early? Yeah, yeah, because it, right, it get, becomes a game of strategy. Right, uh, give me the... Um, it becomes a game of strategy. But the strategy would be not to bid until everybody else is done, if you can get away with it. Give us the site again. This is $100dreams.com. That's the number, $100dreams.com. And maybe we could do a deal where a bunch of us are in there together, working together. Um, 
Fez, uh, Big Brother changed the schedule to Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday this season. Oh, all right. Well, I would have missed. I would have missed it on Wednesday, so I'm glad I found out. All right, so give me the uh, say it again. One hundred. That's the number one hundred dollar dreams dot com. So there's limited seats for each auction. So you want to make sure you get in there, get registered, and buy your seat. Get ready for this Friday for some of the auctions going on. Now, I wonder if it would make sense for like some of us to go in, all buy different seats, and kind of start working together. Is that against the rules? I don't think it's against the rules because it's going to end up being one winner takes home one of these uh, luxury prizes. Uh, all right, Stedman thinks he knows the game. Stedman. Yeah, Ronnie. The deal here is there is a countdown timer on it. All right, good. All right. The reason, the reason that someone would bid early is because whenever you bid, it throws your name up as the last bidder. All right, if the clock runs out and your name's still up, you win. Now, is there regardless any of whether, regardless of whether you know there if anybody has bid left, you win if you're the last one when the clock runs out. And we don't know when the clock is going to run out. Yes, you do. Oh, you do the know. The thing is, whenever whenever the clock gets below, let's say like ten seconds, if someone bids, it resets the clock to twenty seconds. All right. So people are going to be staying very very close, and bam, trying to keep that clock alive or being the last person right. in. So how right. long does a normal... You've got to keep the clock alive and be the last one without running out. That's, what, that's part of the game. Hicks, this sounds like real juice to this game. Yeah, it sounds very exciting. Yeah, it sounds like uh, crazy, crazy juice to this. Uh, all right, Fez, give me the site again. $100dreams.com. The number $100dreams.com. Uh, here's Steve in Connecticut. You're on running, Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, I think you got to bid high early chase everybody out, that's the only way you would bid early. Well, here's the deal, though. Fez, you're claiming that the $100 is all you're ever putting up. Right. They call it bids, but you're not actually, you're not putting up any more money than your original $100. Oh, so for in other words, if you bid ten grand, you don't got to pay ten grand for the car? Right. All you're putting up, you're never going to spend more than $100. Oh, that's great. That's buying your seat in the auction. All right, Fezzi, hang in there, brother. Thank you, Steve. All right, Fezzi is going to uh, run reconnaissance on us. Uh, Friday night, you're playing this game? Friday at 7 o'clock is when my auction starts. Very, very exciting. like to get into this, play it, and beat the pants off these people. Because if it's a game of skill, we're going to destroy them. And if it's a game of chance, we'll take that chance. Uh, $100 Dreams? $100 Dreams. $100 Dreams. Yep. $100 Dreams.com. And for the one game, it's 100 bucks, and you could walk away with a car. All right. We're going to look into this. Uh, be right back. Run fast. Run fast. On the virus. Serious XM. What year was Jerry Mathers born? Search, search, hurry up and search. How many stripes are on the Harlem Globetrotters' shorts? Search, search, hurry up and search. What's the annual rainfall in Cairo? Search, search, hurry up and search. It's everyone's favorite game show. Search, search, hurry up and search. Search, search, hurry up and search. Search, 
search, hurry up and search, search. All right, it's time to play search, search, hurry up and search. This is just a little taste of what we're going to be doing on Thursday. So make sure you are close to your computer right now and prepared to play. Now it's going to be an intern shootout. We've, of course, got everybody's favorite, a large Lou Angel Wolf Jr. Also, new girl from Shitty Lobster. Uh, and then small talk, the internet likes to have small talk, except for, and I can't make this out, either he OD'd and died or his friend OD'd and died? It was his friend. Did you find out what the drug was? Uh, no, not yet. I talked to his father, who didn't know. I'm still trying to get in touch with small talk himself. Um, and you said small talk was just destroyed over it. Yeah, it didn't sound too good. People hate when their friends OD. It's always a bad feeling. Uh, because you also get that, wow, well, could have been me thing. Um, so we will have to replace him, I guess, with a former intern. Yeah, I'm just combing the ranks of all of our fantastic former interns who are around. And Did he say Dave start as an intern? I don't think so. He was just a hang around hot dog uh, cart person. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's going to be a Louis C.K. question. And... Um, I found out today that Louis C.K. had to call twice, number one, because our intern, new girl, who was running the phones. And you do a bang-up job, darling. You really do do a strong job Thank on the you. phones. But you didn't think the joke was quite funny enough? You thought it was a little gross? Yeah, I was a little disgusted by the joke, and I thought he was saying his name was Lewis, so I almost right. dropped... I did drop him, actually. So you dropped him once, and then he had to call back and say, this is Louis C.K., uh, America's hottest TV star. Yeah, he called back and he said, uh, can you just mention Iran that he interviewed me once? Oh, <laughs> God! Oh, jeez! <laughs> I love the guy. I don't want him ever thinking that I forgot that unmasked. I know. I need a list of like people, you know, some names and stuff to know. Uh, how could you not know who Louis C.K. is? He's celebrated comedian. It's believing him that you have to work on. Yeah, they but, have the name. No, but she she doesn't recognize the name. Well, you're tw you're 20 years old, right? Yeah. Who's a big time comedian for you? Um. Well, I would say Chelsea Handler, but I know Chris isn't a very big fan. You can say Chelsea Handler. You can say whoever <laughs> you want. Um, so she's your favorite comedian? Uh, I like her, yeah. Because, Fuzzy, when it's a comedian and it's a chick, mm -hmm. you say comedian like their name was Ann. I want you to... You have a homework assignment tonight. You're going to watch Louis' show. Okay. And then you're going to love it. I'll do that. This is another reason why I don't want Anthony to get his hands on you. Why not? You're too dumb to know half the things he's oh, doing okay. to you, honey. He'll already be done. He'll already be done. Uh, but do you like music at all? Yeah. I'm not a huge music person, but um, I like music. I wish I would have come up with a different name for the new girl for you. I got a much better name. What is what? it? Salt shaker. Just sitting there like a salt shaker. <laughs> No. Again, real. I don't really know what that means. No, well, no real life force. There's not a life force here. I'm going to say this: Large Blue Angel Wolf is going to win this one going away. Oh yeah, I already said that. <laughs> Do you already feel that way? Have confidence in yourself. Come on. <laughs> so you betting the you betting the dog? You're not going with chalk, are you? 
No, God, give me, give me, give me a new girl. Come on. You, you right. got her scared to even say the name Chelsea Handler. <laughs> no, he you mentioned he really witness. disliked her. I had no idea that he hated her so much. Uh, okay, so uh, you know how we play this game, right? I'm going to read you a question, and it's not going to be the type of question that you're going to know off the top of your head. That forces you to search, search, hurry up and search. All right, you see that thing in front of you with all the letters on it, new girl? Yeah. That's a keyboard. <laughs> and that connects you yep. to the information superhighway or World Wide Web. Do you recognize all the letters? <laughs> wow. Okay, yes. See, he doesn't realize that it seems meaner coming out of him. <laughs> and then later he's always like... I thought we were all having fun. Yeah, I was so upset about the two. I went home and I, I know. Two, I looked in the mirror. The difference is, here's what happens, Fez. Mm -hmm. And we say almost the same exact thing. But I don't hate women. And they know <laughs> right? that. And so they're all, when I say that kind of stuff to women, they're always like, oh, he's trying to get my attention. But when you say that stuff, it's basically, well, he hates me. Um, all right. We're ready to start this off. Ready for search, search, hurry up and search. All right, are you ready? Yes. On the official site for Louis C.K.'s TV show, Louis, what falafel place is listed under Louis New York and what's the address? That simple. That simple. On the official site for Louis C.K.'s TV show, Louis, what falafel place is listed under Louis New York and what's the address? Sample. Now you've got to search, search. Hurry up and search. Search, search. Hurry up and search. Search, search. Hurry up and search. Search. Okay, I think I got it. Oh, hold on. We've got an answer already. This could be exciting coming out of New Girl. Well, this could be really wrong, too. Because, okay. Are Is you? it Original Falafels Arabic Kitchen? Clinton... Michigan? Clinton, Michigan. All right, <laughs> let's see if it's... <laughs> yeah, never stop, because she has an answer. Keep on going. Oh, okay, so that's wrong. Um, Do you get more than one? Um, No. Obviously, you don't get more than you one. You don't get more than one chance? You don't get no! to keep going? What's up? No. I didn't know. No, no, girl. <laughs> no! Why would Louis, New York be about a place in Michigan? I don't know. It's okay, Mom. <laughs> what kind of sense did that even make? All right, the, on the official site for Louis C.K.'s TV show, Louis, what falafel <laughs> place is listed under Louis, New York, and what's the address? And, Fez, what's the prize we're giving out, but not to the interns? Uh, the prize for those following on tour, two friends and looking for this, it is a signed DVD, Polly Shore's movie, Son-in-Law, signed by Polly Shore. No, it's really funny. I hate to bust balls because you get this way sometimes. But it sounds like you say Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Yeah, Polly. You're saying it like it's Polly. I'm not hearing the difference. Polly and Polly? Like a girl's name is Polly and a guy's name is Paul? Oh, okay. Polly Shore. Well, you can say it any way you want, but it just always makes me smile when you say that. Um, new girl, you can go back in and try, but... Obviously, the uh, yeah. answers are. <laughs> um, people, keep on guessing. See if you can beat our gang, who's in here trying to search, search, hurry up and search. Search, search, hurry up and 
search, hurry up and search, 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 Yes, you may. Um, on the official site for Louis C.K.'s TV show, Louis, what falafel place is listed under Louis, New York, and what's the address? Search, 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 a great little site there. You can go and get clips from the show. You can enjoy yourself. Um, and you're seeing him for the first time now. Yeah. And you said this is a hard one because what? It's a question? <laughs> now, you're... Your whole thing, right, darling? Yeah. What is your major? Journalism. Do you understand what a journalist has to yeah. do about snooping around, yeah. finding information? Uh, Large Louis Wolf believes he has it. Let's go over and see if he's correct. Uh, it says Mamans, 119 McDougal Street. Let's check for this. There you go. That's simple for a search, search, hurry up and search. Brad Kemp was our winner at home, and he answered quite some time ago. Um, <laughs> I'm sure his second favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his second favorite place is in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Louis finds himself in <laughs> Flint, that's where he ends up going. I think it was actually Missouri. Now, um, we're going to let you drink on Thursday, too, even though you're not old enough. Where do you go for cocktails in the city? Um, I'm learning places to go because mm. my neighborhood is not that great for going out. You don't have a fake ID or anything? No, I do. You do have a fake ID. Yeah. Where'd you get it from? Um, my old hairdresser. <laughs> so does your old hairdresser look like you or you just put your picture over Oh no, she looks nothing like me, but All right, let's it see works your, still. Let's see your fake ID. I'm dying to see oh, it. Oh, I think it's upstairs. Yeah, we're running at it. Go I got plenty it. of time. I got nothing but time. I love looking at a good fake ID. All right, good job, and you should run away with this one. Seriously. I mean, and I'm trying to think of a, a nicer thing to say other than dumb as dirt, but yeah, that girl is yeah. amazingly dense. And you know how, Fez. You know your embarrassment uh, level that you go through with the fact uh, of the embarrassing thing that you did the other day with Ocho Cinco? Oh, right, yeah. Could you imagine that Louis C.K., somebody whose talent I just completely admire, um, and he's best pals and fucking running buddies with Ricky Gervais, whose talent I completely... You know how rare it is for me to sit around and act like... That guy's so funny, I can't wait to see his product. For him to have to say, um, uh, I need, uh, you need to tell Ron that he interviewed me on a mess, and can I please put my joke on the air? Uh, it's horrifying to me. Um, and thank you for jumping in. She said that when, he, she, that when uh, Hicks, when you heard her saying Louis C.K., you jumped over and grabbed the phone. Yeah, uh, I guess he didn't say the guy's name the first time he came up. But says, wait, wait, is that really him? What? <laughs> uh, here's Dave in North Carolina. You're on Yeah, I think we need to get Anthony in there and see if New Girl's any better at squirt, squirt, her squirt. You know, I'm really, I'm ready to let Aunt bang some sense into her young ass. I don't know what to do. I mean, seriously, it doesn't. My teaching methods have failed with her. It's Straight an education either way. Um, but I can't wait to see the fake uh, ID that she's bringing in. Do me a favor 
and play my new favorite song, Climbing the Hits, right now. And that's the uh, da dance mix of Mel Gibson losing his shit. Connecticut ID right now and I hate to say this but it's passable it, it could work it's yeah. definitely passable um now did she just give this out of friendship yeah and this is her actual name yep and this is the Connecticut thing has just a a, a fucking beach scene on it yeah it's very strange the new ones are pink though that's like an older one uh so how long have you had this fake id uh like probably a year and a half now have you had to pay her no well no i paid her to do my hair but, but you never paid no. her like i'm gonna give you a thousand bucks to go around with your id and uh she doesn't worry about you having it at all uh, i guess not i think she probably lost it and then got another one and found it wait so you oh okay with this and you've never been turned away for it? Oh, no, I definitely have. You have been? Yeah. Not in New York, though, but at, back at school all the time. You know who this picture uh, looks like? Um, Chasing Amy. The movie Chasing Amy, I'm sure you haven't seen no, it, no. Carolyn, because <laughs> it's in popular culture. And it's something... But what was her name? Joey? Is it Joey Lauren? Adams. Joey Lauren Adams. Oh, I did see that movie. Yeah. All right, so... This, more than you, has a Joey Lauren Adams look. Yeah. Um, you kind of could come off as Joey Lauren Adams' soulless sister. Like if she just <laughs> had a sister that lacked any kind of love of life. Um, is there any reason why Large Lou has stayed back there next to Fez, the two of them uh, are tucked in that corner. I had a nervous feeling a hug was going to... Yeah, they make <laughs> me nervous. Yeah. You guys make me nervous when you get together. There's no stopping the two of them. Is this something you've had your eye on, Fez? <laughs> no, it just seems we keep running into each other. Well, you, you were huddled in a corner together. Very, very... Uh, Uncomfortable. And yesterday on the stairs too, on the way up after the show, I don't think Fez said hi to me, but I saw him and 
So you don't feel like you have that connection with Fez where he'll give you a high, but he's always on low. extra special connection. Yeah. Like and that. she was a little weirded out by the Fez Freddy audio, too. Oh, we all are. We all are. Uh, and then Lou also has healthy hair. And mm. I noticed this about Fez. Fez is a big fan of healthy hair. I like healthy hair. It's a good look. Don't have any myself, but uh, it's a good look. Self-depreciating humor? A little bit. Best kind. So we'll be playing Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search on Thursday at 1 o'clock during the Run of Fez show. If you want to be part of the audience, you may still have a chance to do that. Make sure you Twitter at 202friends on twitter.com. And if you want to win some of the prizes that day, great prizes, make sure you're following at 202friends. We got stuff like a signed CD from MGMT. That's their CD. Congratulations. Signed by the band. Cindy Lauper has signed a CD copy of her new CD, Memphis Blues. We've got the book Imperial Bedroom, signed by the great author Brett Easton Ellis. The book uh, The Trials of Roderick Spoe, The Human Ant, signed by David Mamet. Great prize there. It, Reinventing the Body, Resurrecting the Soul. That's signed by Deepak Chopra. Signed CD of the best of Connie Francis, signed by Miss Connie Francis. And, Francis. And the book Clint, a retrospective all about Clint Eastwood, signed by Richard Schickel. That's odd. It was all signed by the people until we get to Clint Eastwood. Um, let's uh, face something here, because we got a lot of signed stuff to give away. Now, I understand this. With East Side Dave gone... You're going to be doing a warm up for the audience. Yes, I'll be doing. Uh, I'll be warming up the crowd, getting a, whoa, getting the studio Earth. audience ready for the excitement of search, search, hurry up and search. And you're going to be doing. Uh, you said a couple of T-shirt giveaways. Yep, I'll be doing that as well. So when I see you with the studio audience, and I'm not probably going to be out there in time, I'm going to ask somebody to Twitio that because I've never seen Fez. Whenever you're doing your warm-up, you used to do them for Unmasked. Right. I was always in the back. And then remember when I used to do that bit of acting like I walked out in the middle of your warm-up, and then I would be messing up and the people would be all happy, <laughs> only we did it the same way every single time. He messed up his warm-up. And they loved it. Yeah, it was. It was really hacky fun. I can't get enough of the hack stuff. It always is uh, enjoyable. All right, Fez, lots going on today. And you've had something on your mind all day. Yeah, the YMCA is changing its name officially to just the Y. Now, I... This is becoming very common. Um, KFC is now KFC. Wasn't, isn't McDonald's just going as McD's at some place or Mickey D's? There's some of those where that's happening. Radio Shack wants to call itself The Shack. Uh, the Hut was another one. With Pizza Hut. So it is a way of, I guess, starting a new business. And I don't know if somebody from the marketing field could help us with this. Because um, I can't imagine all these people would be doing something stupid. There has to be a reason behind this. But it's just gotten crazy how often it goes down. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. So from a marketing point of view, from an advertising point of view, why are people doing this? Why does this make um, so much sense to them? Uh, Hicks, by the way, I'm, why I'm doing this, uh, this computer needs to re uh, be rebooted. Um, but I'm going to guess, Fezzy, without even knowing, you hate it. 
I hate this. Because it's change? Uh, the change and also, it used to be YMCA, which was Young Men's Christian Association. Right. So now they're just the Y, which is basically just saying the young. Well, not necessarily. First of all, they're no longer just for young men, and they're not a Christian uh, association. So that name probably doesn't make sense for them anymore. And people, at least during my whole life, has called it the Y. No one's ever called it the Young Men's Christian Association. Now, Pizza Hut, switching to Hut, is surprising to me because... No matter what other things that you add, it would seem like pizza would still be the thing that you would want to push. Um, let's uh, go over to Omar. He thinks he understands. Uh, Omar, San Diego, you're on Manifest. Hey, Ron. Uh, it's kind of a, just a way to rebrand themselves during the tough economic times, and people kind of get uh, brought back into buying stuff and kind of just a, a fresher look, fresher way to rebrand yourself so the branding itself doesn't matter as long as it's something new ymca seems old who want to go yeah. to it the why yeah. you can now start to uh, sell as a hostel a youth hostel to people because your thing of the young fez uh -huh. is basically um the youth hostels that have gotten extremely big in europe and now of course we have some in the united states um, let's go over to Eric in Pennsylvania. You're running fuzz. Eric. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Ron, I just, uh, had a great idea. Have you ever thought of repackaging the Ron and Fez show and just call it the Ron show? I don't know whether I'd want to just call it the Ron, but Fez and I, we did have a heart-to-heart -heart last night. Me saying if this is something you still want to do. And, uh, yes, it is. Uh, despite as crazy as I am, it definitely is. 100% or 40%? Um, 100%. I, I want to do it. I think I agree that you do want to. You know how I know? How? You ate a half a stick of Xanax before you went to work. <laughs> Couple of beer chasers. Um, here is uh, Greg. Greg, you're on my face. Hi, how you doing, guys? Uh, great. I uh, just wanted to give you a little insight on the, the why thing. Um, Mickey D's and KFC and all that stuff. Basically what you do is if there's a trend out there in society and, and YouTube and stuff like that makes it even bigger, where the vernacular is taken over and, you know, what people are commonly saying, people refer to YMCA as a why. They haven't called it YMCA in common speech in a long time. So if you're smart at marketing and advertising, you're going to follow that lead. And you're just going to follow the lead rather than try to force them back. Now, what frustrates you about this, Fez? It's the grammaticalness, uh, if that's a word, of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> if uh, where you're just using the why, that's not. A, it should be the association, Young Men's Christian Association. The young. The, you're using the why. It stands for young. But does it makes any no sense just grammatically? But does does anyone call it the association? No. So why you know what Greg is trying to say is when somebody knows your product, it's a good thing for your business. Whatever right. it is. And you wouldn't want it, to go against that. It, yeah. If people want to call Budweiser a bud, it would be kind of crazy. For Budweiser to be going, stop calling us that. We're Budweiser. 
call it correctly. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, they're digging this. They're having fun with it. Let's run into it and give them a this buds for you. So they've already started calling it the why. Why not just stick with that since it seems to be working? Yeah, it. But to me, too it much should, sense. It's it makes sense, but to me, it's just too a pet peeve. Like Jeb Bush. Jeb is called Jeb because of his initials, John Ellis Bush. So when people say Jeb Bush, it's like saying John Ellis Bush Bush. Well, again, I think that would be different than branding because that was a nickname with his family, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, people I don't didn't th- call uh, LBJ LBJ Johnson. It's just uh, it's just the the letters frustrate me when right. they're not used the right way. But Jeb's thing is an actual nickname, where LBJ was the nickname. You know, Jeb was something that that I don't think he did as an adult. Um, let's go, Eric. Your manifest. Yeah, hey, Ron. It's called selective decoupling, and for the marketing guys, they might have different terms for it. But what it involves, the most famous example, was British Petroleum used to be the Iranian Anglo Oil Company or something like that. They went to British Petroleum to get the Iranian out of it. Then they went to BP to get the petroleum out of it. But they want to keep the good parts but try and ditch the bad, like KFC with the fried. Get it? Mm-hmm. So KFC's thing was to get the fried out. Right, but we're still the same old place, you know. Right. But don't worry so much about the fried. So well, it's cheaper to kind of change the name than do anything else. Um, right. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Mike in Rockland. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Baby? How you doing? Long yeah. time for that. Uh, I have a great name for the show. We should realize what we're dealing with with Fezzi here. We should just call it Ron's Room from now on. We're not changing the fucking name of the show. So I brought up something about the YMCA. So, of course, turn it back on something bad about me. Of course, you can't follow the fucking conversation unless you want to put it on me. I right, hold yes. on. I got an idea. What's that? Fez's Friendly Palace. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here is uh, Tony. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, what do you think about start, everybody starts calling Fezzy Goldilocks? Because everyone's, this one's too hard, this one's too soft, it's not right, it's this, this, it's that. So it's who cares? It's my, it's my opinion. I'm just it's telling you, I'm telling you what Y stands for. Young. I told you the Jeb Bush story. Screw you! It doesn't. It doesn't matter to you what I think. I would and I could care less what you think. I well, go away. Quit calling me Fezzy. I thought you liked being called Fezzy by people I like. Mm. Uh, Scott, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey guys, I think after the Village people kind of took the YMCA thing, it might have made a lot of sense to them to. Uh, just go to Y. Well, yeah, uh, in the here in New York, the 92nd Street Y is completely Jewish, Fez, and uh, the Young Men's Christian Association that you love, which, by the way, I had no idea that's what it was known for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they just, you, it, you know, if they called it the M, it would have just said, they would have been calling their place men's. Uh, Dom... In Missouri, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fez. Ron, how you doing? Uh, hey, Fez, I just want to let you know, you know, 
it'd be a lot easier for it. People wouldn't mess with you if you didn't give them so much power over you, buddy. All right, I'm trying not to. Thank you. Appreciate it. I yeah, won't give you any. Thank you. 866-ROUND-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Steven. You're on Fez. Uh, hi. Yeah, um, I just wanted to point out, like, a lot of companies do aggressively, like, defend their trademark. Like, they want you to say Kleenex brand bath tissue, you know, and, and like, Lego bricks instead of Legos. Now, why would they want that if it was, you know, if it was such a brand recognition? I, I mean, because once you, if you start just calling, like, ran, like random bath tissues Kleenexes, it becomes a genericized trademark, and they no longer have the right to it. So, like, I mean, for some companies like Budweiser, it makes sense, but, like, not for all of them. I don't know. I've always heard that uh, Kleenex kept that, and that um, the other people can't call themselves Kleenex. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I don't know how this started from an innocent problem, but uh, um, it's gotten to an odd place. Bill, Georgia, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I was wondering if Todd, I don't want to call him Fez anymore, but if Todd realizes that as he's kicking people's teeth in for calling, we pay for this every month, you know, so we do have a... So enjoy it. Enjoy it. Get every penny's worth, my friend. Enjoy it. Well, we're really getting screwed, God, halfway through. How are you getting screwed? Bill... You know he's eating Xanax today. You're getting a call. You're getting a bash me. Yeah. You're Matt, getting your, you're getting your money's worth, my friend. Matt, you're running for us. Hey, uh, why don't we just call the show FFP? What's that? Uh, Fezzy's Fag Palace. Well, I'm in it too. What about Ron and Fezzy's Fag Palace? That way we're all included. That one got to you, Fez? Nope, didn't get to me. Didn't get to me today. On the inside? A little bit. All I did was bring up YMCA. That's all I did. People say they don't want to make it about me. The calls immediately come in, try to throw some slurs out. Why is Fez talking about himself? Oh, I didn't hear him doing it. I heard him talking about the YMCA. Just so you know. Now you sound like Michael Scott from The Office <laughs> when you do that thing when you put yourself in the third person. Who was who did this? Some great guy? Yes, it was. It was me. Who's Michael Scott? You're looking at him. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Todd, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, Radio Shack is switching to the Shack because they want to separate themselves from the Tandy Corp uh, when they were really selling garbage, and they want to um, make their platform maybe a little more valuable because they're likely going to be bought out soon. Well, and also, let's remember, I mean, I think radios are probably a small part of their business now. If you walked in there, it really should be cell phone and remote control car shack. Those seem to be the only products in there. Yeah, but, you know, when's the last time someone said, uh, hon, get in the car, we're going to go out and buy a radio for ourselves? Now, there are a lot of things that you need there. When you're heading over to the shack, I'd change it to Psychedelic Shack and say that's where it's at. Dropped on that, everybody. Um, Steve Norlin, Chairman of Fez. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Fezzy, is tomorrow going to be the Ron and Fez Act show? <laughs> nice Eddie Haskell laugh. Yeah, if I decide. Who's that? 
Eddie Haskell from Leave It to Beaver. How Had the exact you? same laugh. How old are you? Not that old. When was Leave It to Beaver on TV? In the 50s. I watched it for a little while. Have any 90s references? Not offhand. Any from the 2000s? Nope. By the way, Fez has a new thick screen TV. It's fabulous. I'm actually, I've developed something new. Um, Fez, you know, people are making stuff about uh, 3D? Yep. I'm going with 2D. Two different dimensions. Vertical and horizontal. I like to drop it down to 1D. Just horizontal. Just the thinnest amount of entertainment you could possibly get. What's wrong, Tappy? The last guy got you. Oh, yeah. But that's their job. That's what they do now. Don't take any shit off him. Felix, you're my Fez. Yeah, Fez, they changed uh, homo to uh, butt pirate. Now, you know what you're fucking doing. You know he's taking his on Thursday, Fez. All right, I got this one. Thursday, we're playing Search, Search. Hurry up and search. Make sure you're ready to play. And if you'd like to go, Fez Wadley's doing the audience. Warm up, y'all. And he's going to be like, Randy! Busting out lines. So I'll go over on 202 Friends on Twitter. We'll see you guys back here on Monday. I'm going to uh, do a test on the interns, too, so they also understand not only Louis C.K., but Bill Cosby's name. These are children. They're children. See you guys tomorrow. Louis C.K. is on tonight, 11 o'clock. It's a fucking hysterical show. And he never should have to be reminded that I interviewed him. He's a legend. And that's the end of my show. Dog. <laughs>